In 2024, a podcast so profound was shown in the light. Brighter, wittier, funnier. The Blind Mike Project. A concurrent journey through the worlds of who are these socials and why are you laughing? And a mission to make all three available to the masses. There are those that have visited blindmike.net for all things Blind Mike and those that are about to. In the end, there can be only one Blind Mike Geary. And Gearheads, we applaud him. A man on a mission to bring his podcast vision to the world and travel to Austin for the weekend. Let's give it up for Blind Mike Geary. It's interesting. I appreciate the people at Heckride Studios buttering me up during the intro. It's a uh, nice strategy to tear me down later at night. <laughs> Good Lord. I highly enjoy uh, the manicness of that studio. I like a I like a three hour infomercial in the morning. Followed up by complete bashing at night. <laughs> yeah, that's good for the brand, you know. I think that's marketing one hundred and one. I agree. <laughs> Hello, folks. This is uh, yes, we are. Uh, we're not live today. If you're watching on Sunday, we are. Uh, th- that's a reason to get the members get this early. You know, sometimes a man has to do a job. Sometimes I got to travel to Austin promote this baby. You know, that's right. So. Uh, this will be what I like to call an old school blind mic project because I think it's going to be shorter. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lot less prepared. Yes. <laughs> and I, th- I think you're going to get a few minutes of me going, I mean, this is PC culture, run amok. <laughs> and then some, some haphazard segment that we're throwing together at the last minute that I think will be interesting, but none of you will. So if that's what we like to call the early days of the Blind Mike Project. This is this is for the, the fans of the Q's Day today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so 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 buckle up. But we've got some housekeeping items to clear up first. Last you joined us on uh, last Sunday, you heard us talk a lot, thanks to the chat, about uh, the Gearbox premiere. Yeah. Then I turn it on. I mentioned this to my friend, quote unquote, Carl, last night on Who Are These Socials. Wow, did you get roasted by that motherfucker? I said I said I felt like Michael Scott at the end, like where I thought, oh, let's turn it on. Maybe the boys will bust my chops a little, but they're going to be talking about how much they love me. And it was it was a WATP episode. It was it was this guy doesn't know how to broadcast. <laughs> like you cannot fake the redness in the vein in Carl's neck when he was screaming. I was like, is he Matt and Hackride and Carl and Electra? They're all, they all say to me, he's joking. It's a, I was like, I think the guy hates me. I don't know. <laughs> he has to deal with me every Thursday now. Pretty passionate. <laughs> it was. It was. I was like, this has to be a, a ruse. And then he just kept going. I, I then, But then I skip ahead. It's not just Carl. I skip ahead and... Hackride's talking about what a fat loser I am. And there's, I was like... This is the show I promoted all day. <laughs> to be fair, though, he could have been talking about me. I looked like a friggin' blimp in that Madawaska footage. It was bad. Oh, that was one thing you said. I didn't get that far. I was I was too uh, overwhelmed with all the praise. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you said they they shit on that episode. The uh, when 
we talked about Jeffrey Tubin and my therapist. I don't know if they shit on it. They were just kind of like recapping it, like a like a, like a time machine segment. Oh, you said you said I couldn't get you said you couldn't get through it. I couldn't. I was looking at us. We were uncomfortable as hell because it was the first time we were recording in person. I remember that particularly being a funny episode. I do too. But the, the I remember the Jeffrey Tubin thing being funny, and I had some therapist story. Yeah, the therapist. The therapist was making me so uncomfortable because you were just staring at me talking about having sex yeah. with Alba in that voice. <laughs> well, it's good to go. It's good to go back and make sure people remember the bad episodes. I appreciate. I, I'm glad we have a show that does that now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I couldn't do it because like uh, it was uh, uh, uncomfortable watching us go back and forth at some point. I think they, they like they think I'm retarded. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> They think they think this guy will be duped easily because they just lambaste me for an hour and then I get messaged. They're like, uh, "Oh, you're the next Howard Stern." Yeah, <laughs> as if that's gonna be. I'm oh, <laughs> I guess they respect me. But he means he does mean that because off air he's been like, "Dude, I'm telling you, he's it's the insane. Next, he's the next Howard Stern." I swear to God. And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, yeah. I don't know if even in. Uh, his Detroit days, Howard Stern only had 2,000 people watching him. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if those are king of all media numbers. but Got to start somewhere. I suppose, yeah. You can knock a zero uh, off and be VGS if you want. <laughs> so, <laughs> so go check out uh, Gearbox. I'm sure they'll be very complimentary of this episode. That's what I was hoping for is a... A post show bashing. I was like, you know what? We don't have enough. We don't. I wish we had a bigger subreddit that could make fun of the show. Can someone take care of that for me? <laughs> There's a video component now. Yeah. Instead yeah, of good, posts. Because <laughs> anyone knows me, that's what I want is a lot of coverage of me. Oh, man. It was, it was, I, uh, I want to be talked about more. That's, uh, if you know Mike Geary, you know that. <laughs> that's his favorite. I love being the center of attention. I love people pointing out my flaws and really, really getting in the, getting some dirt under the fingernails and examining me. Yeah. I think the, the biggest takeaway though, is definitely Carl's rage. Yeah. And then he was like, he was like, Oh, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I was like, okay, I have no, I have no choice, but to believe you, I guess. I get it. Someone get some screenshots of Carl mid rant. And tell, let's ask people if he's kidding. <laughs> Does this look like a man who jokes? Yeah, uh, I, I, I'll take him at his word. I said, we had a lovely who are these socials last night. I thought we had fun. So if he's uh, if he's got some sort of anger with me, he's good at suppressing it. <laughs> he was like, uh, he goes, yeah. Remember, I said, I said, I was. He didn't remember the Joe Matteris thing. Yeah, he's like, I went back and looked, and the episode was from August. This idiot. I'm like, yeah, sorry, I have a memory. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's not 1843. It's six months ago. <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of Joe Matarese real quick, because I know we're not going to talk about it, so I'm just going to say this really quickly. Yeah. Did you see his his tweet promoting his latest episode? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think it's safe to say we're officially in this man's head. Why? Because it just said... Uh, a uh, new episode of my shit podcast is up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, to be fair. Yeah. So WATP covered him now. He's been doing Kevin Brennan's show. So there's probably more eyes on him from that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So I, you know, we could, we could take credit for getting the ball rolling, but I think there might be a few more eyes on him now. I think so. I, he, so he switched formats again. Are you aware of that? I watched, uh, fuck, where, where did I see it? Well, oh yeah. He's going to uh, rant for like 30 minutes with the chat and then bring his guests on. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. He went from saying, I want to do things 
the exact opposite of how Mark Marin does it. Like now it's, call, it's called WTF with Joe Matarese now, I think. <laughs> I did see, I got a message from, from Cardiff Electric and then I saw him uh, tweeted out later in the week. I, if, if Joe is smart, there will be a game show segment at the end of that program soon as well. Yeah, what to, uh, to, to catch was it to catch an Italian? Catch an Italian. <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he takes him up on that. That would actually be very smart of him to do that. Well, they're very greasy. Watch out. He can't always catch <laughs> Carter's going to be found in a dumpster somewhere tied up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fuck with them Italians. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I, I am I am kidding aside. I'm glad more people are paying attention to Joe Metteris because it almost makes you feel insane when you're the only one watching this man where you're like, Every week he changes his format. That doesn't sound like anything to people, but like if you watch it happen, it is fascinating. Yeah, know? that was how I felt like halfway through the Coach HP stuff. I'm like, this does only have 35 views. <laughs> We're just. <laughs> it's funny. So in YouTube studios, they tell you like uh, they give you a little note on certain videos, mm-hmm. and literally under the Coach HP one, it says people who seem less interested in this video. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing was 13 minutes long. We spent an hour and a half on it. I'm like, I don't care, YouTube. <laughs> you get out of here with that crap, well, YouTube. But that, I, I like doing that. Like, I don't care. I know that was uh, one of Carl's criticisms, but I, I, I enjoy doing that. I like dissecting it for an hour because I think it's that ridiculous. Me too. I completely agree with you on that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, take, I, I, you know, this is, uh, I'll, I'll take the Nick Mullen approach. I dare you to come at me, pal. <laughs> We go to war with Carl. Like what's happening? <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I'm, I'll take it all on. I'm on Gearbox tonight. They have uh, Dave Portnoy on, so I think that'll be. Good. <laughs> He'll be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I did see. Uh, um, uh, Miss Peaches tore up his wallet, and someone tweeted out, "Finally, justice for Blind Mike," which I thought was yes. very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's about. I hope it's the same wallet. That would be nice. That would be very funny. <laughs> it's just that important of a wallet to him. He's kept it this whole time, and his new dog just cheers it. Miss Miss Peaches. I do like Miss Peaches. A beautiful dog. I, but that's gonna get. I heard him talk about it on the unnamed show, and he said something that like triggered a thought in my head, where he's like, you know, if she does something cute, I have to pull my phone out. That's gonna be a full time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like keeping that. If that. I, I was gonna say if it gets a uh, gains a certain popularity, but it already has. Like. If that starts making money, which I assume there's brands of whatever dog food or treats or whatever the fuck, yeah, whatever products you have for dogs, those eight thousand dollar bowls he was talking about, that was insane. Like, there's going to be sponsorships that are going to make that a full time job. He's not going to have a dog anymore. He's going to have a performer. Yeah, and and uh, Kirk and Whitney were right when they're like, if this was a two dollar bowl, you get the same views. Everyone likes the dog, not the stuff. Yeah, why? What was different? I couldn't see it, obviously. What was different about the bowl to make it worth $8,000? I don't know. It's probably made with, like, gold or something. I don't Or handcrafted. How does, that, how does that make it a better bowl? I have no idea. It doesn't. But that's the simple answer. It does not. <laughs> I, I dare say it's frivolous. Yeah, but I, I get what he's saying I, I with, this like... this guy's spending his money frivolously. I get what he's saying, like, the title of the video would be like, uh, Dave spoils Miss Peaches with an $8,000 bowl. People be like, what the fuck? And they want to see the bowl, I guess. But I think people oh, it'll are, get some views. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was going to get 
you know, if it was Tupperware, it would get the same amount. Sure. I mean, the man knows content, but so I, I, I can't, uh, I can't question his, his angle there. It does seem unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like when he was saying like, oh, I got to afford a, a flight for Rico Bosco or whatever. It's, that does seem more practical than a bowl that you could just say cost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at <laughs> least know the difference. At least get that video sponsored by that company. Well, I assume that's the thinking is eventually they even just mentioning it on a show that gets as many views as that one does. Mm-hmm. They might reach out and be like, hey, we want to pay for X, Y and Z, you know? Right. Right. So. So uh, we'll see. But um, today we're not here for that. We have a couple topics that I, I want to get to. Like I said, I did warn you guys. Um, the end of the show may not be for you. So stick around. See if it is. But I, <laughs> I understand if you have no fucking idea what we're talking about. Um but as you guys know, I'm in uh, Austin this weekend, so we had to pre-record. And like two ships in the night, Shane Gillis is uh, coming up this way. So um, he'll be hosting Saturday Night Live this week. And uh, this is coming out Sunday. So at first I was like, well, this is going to feel dated to talk about because we're not talking about his hosting. I have, we have, As we record this, we have no idea how that went. Um, oh, I guess we do have some teasers, though, right? Yeah, we got some teasers here. Um, Let's play those. What, what did you think about this? I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we should wait till after we play. Yeah, let's see. Live from New York, Place. Sorry, man. No, you're fine. Are we interrupting? I was gonna. I was gonna work on my monologue. It actually, it's nice. Can you guys check it out? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So I'm gonna come out. I'll go Saturday. <laughs> and then I went to an Amish wedding once. I was the only one there who could do the electric slide. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. New Planet of the Apes is coming out. It's going to be bananas. Headlights are getting it's brighter. Kind of, I, Politics. It's almost like he's parodying jokes they would make, I think. Correct. Wow. His, facial, yeah. <laughs> his facial expressions are making this less lame than it sounds. Because the, well, yeah, the, I, I forget. This has already been seen, so maybe we shouldn't bother playing these because people have already uh, seen the Saturday Night Live episode. But I am curious how it went. Leave your uh, feedback in the comments. Leave your thoughts. And when I get back, maybe we'll do uh, an emergency episode if it warrants it. But um, the main thing I wanted to talk about was an article that came out. And the reason I said I was glad we're talking about this a day later is because it doesn't promote uh, that asshole, (laughs) this loser, this worm, Seth Simons, uh, before Saturday Night Live. Like, I I purposely didn't tweet out the link to the article or anything. Not that I would send a ton of people there, but just out of principle, like, Seth Simons is a guy, if you don't know, go watch the uh, Why You Laughing on Shane Gillis Getting Fired. But Seth Simons is a guy that's been getting, he's been going after a certain group of comedians for years. And at the time, it was actually kind of interesting because those guys weren't names yet. Like Gillis, Nick Mullen, Tim Dillon, um, even like Big J and the Legion of Skanks guys. Those weren't like particularly big names. Like if you liked a certain group of comedy, those were the guys. They were starting to headline and everything at that time. But at that time, Seth Simons was kind of a formidable foe for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was an equal Joker to Batman ratio. Like Seth Simons was their level of shitty blogger that could get their attention. Does that make sense? The way I'm framing that? Yeah. And he did. (laughs) Yeah. He proved that correct. Yeah. I mean, he got a kill, I guess you could say like he, he got Shane to get fired from SNL. He got what he wanted. So at that time he was a, a formidable opponent. 
now this is like really sad. I almost felt bad. Like until you think about who he is and what he's doing. But like, it, just as a, a human being, you almost feel bad for what's happening here. So uh, this came out the week of, you know, before Shane hosted SNL, obviously. Um, Seth Simons, for those of you that don't know, is the guy that uh, published the um, Chinatown video for Matt and Shane. And was basically like, hey, everyone, look at this. And sent it to, you know, Vulture or whatever other websites published it. And uh, it tried to get clicks, and it's all based out of jealousy. It's because Seth Simons wanted to be a comedian. Maybe this group of guys wasn't particularly nice to him or accepting of him or whatever. And uh, Seth Simons has always been very jealous of them, tried to take them down and call them Nazis and white supremacists. Uh, And it didn't work. So now we talked about TMZ going after Shane and playing clips out of context where Shane was very clearly making fun of compound media. And even Anthony Cumia acknowledged it and was like, he's calling me a racist in those clips. How do you not get that? (laughs) Yeah. It was the most blatant thing ever. Yeah. Like it clearly, like if anything, you could call Shane a liberal in that, in those clips. He's mocking the network he's on. You would think that like he would, You'd, you'd be like, all right, who's this compound media he keeps talking about at least? No, you know what? Um, in, in, in the caption, I don't know if they changed it or if it's just the technology that picked up on it. Like, but it said something to the effect of like this goddamn media in the, you know, in the subtitles. Mm-hmm. So the transcript was wrong to mislead people <laughs> into thinking that he said like this goddamn media instead of compound media. Oh, 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 I gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, even if you thought what is compound media, you're not going to look into it if you're just reading the subtitles. Okay. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. So, they're literally, yeah, they're trying to, their best to take them out of context. But that didn't work. Swing and a miss. So, Seth Simons gets his greedy little mitts on this. Now, based on when it came out, I wonder if Seth had to do some work or if he had this ready to go for years because it's a pretty weak attempt, even for him. Yep the uh, the title of this article is why does Shane Gillis keep promoting the, ho- the these Holocaust deniers? <laughs> why? I wonder if he's actually curious, like if he's looking out a window somewhere, like hmm, why? <laughs> why does he keep doing that? They're coming after war mode, guys. We gotta strap up. Yeah, so if you guys don't know war mode, it's Matt McCusker's brother who d- drives trucks for Pepsi. <laughs> Or he did. I think they're making way too much money on Patreon I, now. I th- I'm sure they're making plenty of money now on Patreon. But that's the other thing is, it's like, they're so crazy they're allowed on Patreon, which a lot of other conspiracy shows have been kicked off of, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's it's Matt McCuskey's brother, Billy, and his friend, Spud. <laughs> and they... <laughs> I love well, this you think so much. Ridiculous that Spud is being taken seriously in the political realm. I'm so glad he is. So. <laughs> hey, Billy and Spud need to be stopped. War mode. This is this is really serious. Yeah, war mode next week is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it doesn't come out before this is released because we'll feel like real silly geese. <laughs> it might I come am out. Curious what they're going to talk about. I imagine they'll wait till after uh, SNL. Obviously, yeah, this might drop at one o one a.m. Yes, these very dangerous men. I wonder if Hitler's nickname was Spud if he would have risen to the same level of power that he did. <laughs> People might probably have been like, "Yeah, he's kind of nice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Billy and Spud are very dangerous on war mode. They say shocking things, and Shane Gillis has allowed this. This is this is the levels that Seth 
has been reduced to like the, the just sackless, embarrassing levels that Seth Simons has been dragged down to is he can't get Shane on saying anything anymore. That was the point I made with the compound media stuff is first of all, it's not bad, mm-hmm. but let's say it was, let's say it was really bad. You're saying you haven't been able to find anything in the last what? Seven years <laughs> that you could get this guy on. Yeah. S- yeah. Five, six years. Double jeopardy is like a thing, man. Can't do it. That yeah, but but that it, it, the clips are so much tamer than even what got him off SNL. So now you, everyone knows that's out there. Now you think you're gonna get him out for that compound media joke? It doesn't make any sense. He's making fun of racists. He's making fun of a guy that's paying him. <laughs> so that was pretty embarrassing. But now you look at what Seth is doing. He can't find anything Shane said. So he's saying, yeah, but he knows. He knows guys that might have said things. Hmm? Yeah, his co-host, uh, America, his co-host related to this Nazi pig. This was if it wasn't for Luis J. Gomez tweeting out, which I guess it kind of had the opposite effect in a way. If it wasn't for Luis J. Gomez tweeting out, don't click on Seth Simon's article, <laughs> <laughs> then I wouldn't know it existed. Nazi pig. Like that's how, that's how, that's how sad this one was. Yeah. Um. When uh, Saturday Night Live introduces host Shane Gillis, the comedian who was hired and quickly fired from the cast in 2019 over his... I can't believe it was that long ago, by the way. I like, I like Seth being like, remember what I did, guys? Remember? Well, he leaves a hyperlink to his old article. I did something people clicked on once. <laughs> remember that? Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, they fired him over his uh, history of racist, homophobic, and transphobic comments uh, on February 24th. Some viewers will inevitably find their way back to his podcast. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Is Seth saying there are people that, that boycotted Shane in 2019 were like, I won't be part of this piece of trash again. I can't and associate. Then on Sunday morning, we'll be like, oh, well, are you still doing a podcast? Let me check that out. <laughs> I like how abrupt this, this article switches, though. <laughs> so that's it. Now the article is no longer about Shane. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> the well, next- who's it about? Because he just told me that Shane was hosting SNL. I would think it must be about him. They'll find their way back to his podcast, period. First sentence, right? Those yep. who keep listening will eventually meet Bill McCusker. The bro- <laughs> <laughs> if you, what, a, what, a, what a walk to take. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like for me, a blind guy, I get led, led around a lot. But my other senses are heightened. <laughs> yeah. So if I was being taken on this journey, I'd be like, guys, I think we're, I think we're veering off a cliff here. I think we're getting a little. I don't know. My other senses are telling me this isn't right. What we're doing. <laughs> my spidey sense. It doesn't seem to make any sense. My spidey sense is telling me we're lost. <laughs> yes, it <laughs> seems like we're we're going in circles for about five years now, trying to ruin this guy. When you could just say, "Hey, he's a funny comedian. He's not my cup of tea," but other people seem to like him. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those who keep listening will eventually meet Bill McCusker, the brother of Gillis's co-host Matt McCusker and Andrew Pacella, their longtime friend. That is Spud. They don't. He doesn't even dignify his name because. But, but, but yeah. listen, listen to that sentence. Is guys. Buckle up, because if you want to listen to Shane Gillis' podcast, eventually his co-host, no, 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 not him, not the co-host. His co-host has a brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not even really the brother. The brother's friend is a very dangerous guy. <laughs> he, so you're going to want to look out for that. He knew not to put his nickname in this. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. What is it? Andrew Machella? Pachella. 
Pacella? P A C E L L A. That does sound much more daunting than Spud. Spud, they're going to be like, dude, I can't. I kind of want to have a beer with Spud. That's adorable. I want to hang out with Spud. Spud seems like he's nice. But but that's exactly it. You're they're framing it in a way where it's like, hey, a guy named Spud has some Alex Jones level conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> but a guy named Andrew Pacella, now he's dangerous. This, this is a great a great sentence too. Uh, the two have appeared nearly twenty times since 2019 on Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. <laughs> My God, <laughs> currently Patreon's top ranked podcast won eighty thousand paid subscribers. My favorite thing is though, hey. it's nearly twenty times, which means it's over ten. Which is probably 11. <laughs> Nearly 20. <laughs> Nearly. T- well, let's pray to God they don't hit that elusive 20 marker. Oh, my God. <laughs> He'll have to. Hope, you know, once you're in the 20 club on Matt and Shane's secret podcast, they give they finally give you your white hood. Officially, <laughs> you're, you're part of the clan once you hit 20. Yeah, that's so I it. hope they never get there. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> fucking assholes (laughs) thanks and i'm just gonna keep calling him spud this whole time just can i tell you you what i like though Mm -hmm. is that even seth has to acknowledge like because it's part of you he wants you to be nervous he wants you to be like oh my god they're coming for us it's very popular on patreon even seth has to be like and the highest grossing podcast on Patreon with 80,000 subscribers. <laughs> 80,000 subscribers. <laughs> Man, they, they make a crazy amount of money every single month. I wanna, I'm going to say Spud from now on because I want it to sound like it's supposed to. Okay, um, please. Yeah. Thanks in part to the exposure they received on Gillis's platform, Spud and Billy <laughs> <laughs> have, grown, have grown their audience to more than 12,800 uh, 12, Patreon subscribers generating more than 32 grand in monthly income. Wow. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. This paragraph's not done yet. There's one sentence left. He's acting like the GDP of a small nation. Yeah. Like they're mobilizing. This is the best. <laughs> this is so funny. This is the last sentence in this paragraph. Also, okay. they're Holocaust deniers. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, please go back and read both sentences back to back because that doesn't—it's not lining up for me. It's not clicking. <laughs> okay, thanks in part to exposure they received on Gillis's platform, Billy and Spud have grown their audience to more than twelve thousand eight hundred Patreon subscribers, generating more than thirty-two thousand dollars in monthly income. Also, they're Holocaust deniers. Dun dun dun! <laughs> My God, it's a shame the written word can't be met with sound effects. I know. You know, Seth would have the ring, 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 ring. <laughs> just, just, just a scary g- noise is there. A glass shattering on his kitchen floor. As <laughs> he drops it while reading it. They're Holocaust deniers. Which also, I, I don't listen to War Mode enough. I've checked it out here and there. Are, are they Holocaust deniers? Nazi pig. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> they question so gotten one major fact wrong. It seems they question the U.S. government a lot. I know that, but like my guess is they've made jokes that the Holocaust didn't happen. Of is that course, probably? because it yeah, didn't, okay. and everyone knows it. <laughs> so let's see, Craig. Now we're gonna have a blog written about us. Now at nine tonight, the hack ride's gonna be talking about us. Yeah, uh, judging by this uh, this comment we have here, he's gonna have a guest. Oh, goody. The Black Cast says, this episode is ripe for analysis on Gearbox. I hope Hackride has someone incredibly talented and even more handsome on with him this Sunday at nine. Well, Christian, Christian wouldn't Carl me, I don't think. I hope he does. I hope that's like the new theme. 
Please don't. Everyone, Please don't, man. I can't take it. <laughs> you have, in order to be on, on Gearbox, you have to get red face screaming about me. <laughs> I'd really rather that. And I'm being honest. I'm, just, I'm being vulnerable with you people. I'd prefer that not be the tone of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely they're going to listen. All right. Yeah. So my Seth Simons will be on Gearbox tonight, I guess. <laughs> um. He says he's only going after Carl and me, not you. Good, thank you. What did I do? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, that's that's appropriate. That's correct, Christian. Thank you. Oh, come on. Um, Billy and Spud have. Okay, so I'll, also, let's get back in the mood here. We had a few laughs there. Let's get back serious. All right. Also, I'll go back. Yeah. They're, they're Holocaust tonight. <laughs> say, let's go back one sentence. <laughs> Billy, very serious. Just ominously. Just saying Billy and Spud is like literally changing the whole tone of this fucking <laughs> article. <laughs> uh, Billy and Spud have dedicated their podcasting career to exploring conspiracy theories of uh, which they subscribe to quite a few. This is insane thing, right? What? <laughs> they are Sandy Hook truthers. <laughs> <laughs> But again, are, are they? I, I, I have no idea. Never take anything they say to heart. Oh, I, I know that. I understand. But what I'm saying is like, is that even true? You know, like, do they believe that or do they talk shit? <laughs> did they did they make jokes? Did they go, you know, what? I, I don't, you know, this this point's kind of crazy. But, you know, <laughs> well, my, my whole thing with Alex Jones was like, I, I think he's crazy for believing that. And if he's like actively going after the families or whatever, of course that's wrong. Mm -hmm. But like, if he just says that on a podcast, what's the harm? Like I, as an adult also listen to that. I imagine most of Alex Jones's listeners are adults. Why can't adults be like, Oh, that's, that's crazy. Or that's not true. You know, like, I don't get why you can't say that on a podcast, but maybe we'll get demonetized now. Maybe. Um, Billions, but have dedicated their podcasting career to exploring conspiracy theories. Hold on, I'm a little lost, Craig, because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not blind Mike right now. I'm Mike Geary, local yep. reader. Yep, yep. And I've clicked on an article about Shane Gillis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have. I'm very confused as to why you're telling me about a different podcast who believes the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax. Oh, every once in a while, he'll mention that, uh, you know, Billy has Shane's phone number or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Th oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um uh they are saying <laughs> that's such a fucking ridiculous sentence <laughs> they are sandy hook truthers arguing in two separate episodes of matt and shane's secret podcast that the slaughter never happened not one but two <laughs> i gotta be honest though this is like selling me on war mode even more <laughs> <laughs> like that's just funny. hold on even that sent like they're arguing so someone disagrees with them you're saying <laughs> So there's a good. You're, you're saying that someone on the Man Shane Secret Podcast argued with them. <laughs> is on your side. What the, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, they are 9/11 truthers who believe, per Spud, that the Israelis knew about the attacks in advance uh, and may have orchestrated them to, to quote oh. take over our media and destroy our country. I mean, spot the lie, right? <laughs> I gotta say, this spud sounds awfully dangerous. Spud, spud sounds tapped in. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That's like, you remember how, like, uh, if you know the history of the Proud Boys, like where that name comes from, mm-hmm. the idea of Joe Biden saying, denounce the Proud Boys at a presidential debate yep. is wild. Yep. <laughs> Fucking blow your mind if you realize where that name came from. Anthony Cumia. <laughs> if, if next time, if, if Trump, is, if uh, Biden is awake enough to be like it, acknowledge Spud from War Mode. <laughs> All hail Spud, dude. Do you disavow? they believe in pizzagate the conspiracy theory that inspired a gunman to fire three shots at comet oh no (laughs) believe in it this isn't a list this isn't a list of things they've done it's a list of like thoughts they've had in their head and then said them out loud and this is not exclusive to war mode a lot of people think pizzagate's a thing well, see, Craig, now Craig gets into like, these, are, these are actually the smart things that they've said. So far, I'm just subscribing to this Patreon. That's all I'm going to do as soon as I'm done reading this. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, Imagine in a few years, Spud is hosting SNL. That'd be so fucking funny. So time just to trot this article back out. Uh, Remember, I said he was a... <laughs> that would be awesome. A white supremacist. Uh, in 2021, Billion Spud... <laughs> I like changing the names. It, it literally softens this whole thing when you realize how stupid it is. Right. Uh, in 2021, Billy and Spud walked their listeners through a lengthy document that argues Comet Ping Pong owner James Elephantis, who uh, who they said may be, quote, uh, a bastard Rothschild. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> trafficked and perhaps so, even murdered children quote do i want hillary Clinton to be eating fucking children with huma abedin her lover because she's a lesbian <laughs> quote. billy asked in one episode no but this is where it brought us <laughs> so you're telling me a truck driver from philly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's unbelievable. Quote. Made some jokes on a podcast once. <laughs> like, like, listen, I've listened to those guys. They have some. I, I'll, I'll say this: <laughs> this is as far as I'll go. They certainly have some belief. Like, I think they believe some of the things they say for sure. Uh huh. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They're they're fucking. They were blue collar guys from Philly that just a lot of people thought they were funny and liked their Patreon. Some people believe what they say. Some people don't and just find it entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, what's the what's the issue? Patreon doesn't seem to have a problem with this. Dude, I heard back in April uh, they talked to Shane Gillis on the phone. So there's the problem. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I keep forgetting. We're defending war mode. No, no, no. This isn't about war mode. No, no. This is about Shane. Shane Gillis knows these guys. He's met them. <laughs> it's unbelievable. These guys, <laughs> these guys live off their Patreon, man. <laughs> also, with this, with this logic, wouldn't you have to say? Because this is basically a plea to Saturday Night Live saying, "Don't promote the Shane Gillis guy," because people are going to become white supremacists. SNL had Trump on. Remember? Yep, they sure did. Jimmy Fallon had Trump on. Like all these. So are they? Are they guilty of something? If you think that's so bad to promote these beliefs. Like, what are all the talk shows that have had Trump on over the years guilty of? What's Howard Stern guilty of? You know? Stupid Fallon. He just rubbed. He had to rub his hair, man. Yeah. That's um, the start of it all. Uh, Where did I? Oh, okay. even more concerning than their embrace of Pizzagate is their Holocaust denial. 
My God, we're back to that. Yep. In the vi- I remember. I tried to forget, Seth. This is your great your writing skills brought me right back. <laughs> this is a hilarious sentence. You know how you know the phrase in the very first, uh, like whatever the very first that say that phrase. Sure. Uh, here we go. In the very second episode of War Mode. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that phrase that way. You're right. Me either. The very second. <laughs> oh, this was so second. It'll blow your mind. This was so second. It was definitely very. This was this was classic, classic second episode. <laughs> where for one episode, they're not white supremacists. But, but then the- they really in. <laughs> right in the very second episode. <laughs> This fucking idiot is getting this attention. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Well, th- this is why I'm glad. But what's what is funny is if like Shane goes threw up during his monologue last night, and we're like, look at this article from Seth Simons. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> just we're just oblivious because this is pre-recorded. I mean, this. I mean, typically I would be like, yeah, SNL's like whatever. You're not gonna have that many eyes on you. But this is such a, this has become such a big deal. I feel that a shit ton of people are gonna watch. Not oh, so. This will be. This will be. Uh, it's it's quite anticipated. Can I tell you what I think is going to happen? Uh, can I give you day Monday morning predictions here? Yeah, yeah. Let's pretend like we last night. This is what happened, right? Yeah, I don't think he's going to address it. Ah, the monologue. He has to. It will be like a subtle Asian joke, possibly. Yeah, there might there might be a subtle joke either to start or to end. But I think he's just going to do stand up as a way of kind of being like, see what you guys missed out on. Like I'm not, I'm not some fucking Neanderthal. I could just come out here and uh, do my stand up. You know, I don't know. I feel like he's gonna he he might semi crush SNL in the monologue if the sketches are good. He can be like, "This is what you missed." Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I have to assume he's got some say in them. Like, I'm not doing that. It all. I haven't heard any. Have I missed something? I haven't heard any boycotts from the cast or the writers or anything. That promo would indicate that they're, I mean, who knows? It's, it's, uh, who the fuck were those two? I have no idea. Zero clue. I assume cast members of SNL. <laughs> I, I couldn't they're, they're an- just people. <laughs> yeah. I could not answer that for sure. Like I have no clue. The other one yeah, that came really out, Keenan Thompson was in, I know he's a cast member. <laughs> like, yes. The other two, I have yeah. no clue who they are. It should have been Bowen Yang or whatever. Yeah. That's his name. It should have been him. But that's, that's why I'm saying. I think it might not get brought up. What they should have done was had him practicing his monologue and just Bo and Yang booing him. That should have been the promo. <laughs> they, they could have done something funny with Bo and Yang, but that, again, that's why I think, unless they're saving it for the show. Weekend update, that's possibly. Why I think it might not get brought up. Maybe weekend update, they'll do that. We'll see. Well, again, you guys saw it last night, so yeah, yeah. Well, let's not dwell on it too much. What do you think? Were we right? <laughs> uh, yeah, let us know in the comments if we were right. Yeah, were we right? Um, All right, back to this article. Even these more dangerous men. We're having a lot of laughs here, but we forget there's danger at hand. Yeah, these two are uh, even more concerning than their embrace of Pizzagate is their Holocaust denial. In the very second episode of War Mode from March 2020, about yes. 26 minutes into their conversation, Spud tells Billy he's been watching sick YouTubes about Robert Robert David Steele, a Holocaust. That's not denier. what it says, is it? That's yeah. not how it's phrased in the article, is it? He's been watching, quote, sick YouTubes. <laughs> Spud, Again, I don't remember Churchill after having to say that about Hitler. <laughs> Spud rules. 
clearly you're talking about just fucking working class Philly guys that have some wild thoughts in their head that talking to a microphone. This is the thing that I don't understand. He puts this quote in and it kind of like eliminates his whole. He's been watching sick. So in Seth's brain, that's him like kind of talking shit about them. Yeah, but this is like, oh, these guys are these guys are, you know, uh, retards. These guys are losers. Because they say things like sick YouTubes. But what you're really showing is, yeah, they're, they're retards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're not people that should be thought of in a menacing light. Like they're going to take down the fucking country. <laughs> and him him listing the credentials being like, uh, oh, they make $30,000 a month on YouTube. Or uh, I'm sorry, on uh, Patreon. That's, that's a nice chunk of change. I'd like to be earning that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, splitting 360 grand a year two ways, that these are not megalomania. These are not dangerous men. It's pretty good, though. It's not Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fucking Pacelli or whatever his name is. Spud, dude. <laughs> yeah. Spud tells Billy he's been watching, quote, sick YouTubes about Robert David Steele, a Holocaust denier, recurring Alex Jones guest, and uh, 2020 election <laughs> truther. This is so funny. Uh, quote, he's talking about the evil Zionists in the government, Spud says. Jews are good. Zionists are bad. Jews are good. End quote. What is, is Seth going to get to a point here? Like, So they said this, and what? Tell us what to think, Seth. And then they had breakfast with Shane Gillis. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks later. And he downloaded all their thoughts. <laughs> Did these guys move to Austin with Shane? Uh, I don't know. I actually don't if know. not, you're kind of talking about guys that used to be on their podcast a lot that probably won't be on that much yeah, anymore. Yeah, that are now living on the opposite side of the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then with no transition, he starts talking about the Holocaust. Quote, prove to me that it happened, he says. Hold on. He doesn't even give us the, the favor of a transition? <laughs> Just a new paragraph. At least soften the blow a little, Spud. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he, like he's he's talking about this like it's so crazy. Without even a transition, <laughs> they talk about the Holocaust. Like if he was like, and speaking of uh, massive death tolls, then that would be better. Remember, this dude thinks uh, bird poetry is like sick. Yes, yeah, he's good at bird poetry. Um, Prove to me that it happened, Spud says. Show me historians. Why are they lying, dude? Why are these so-called survivors making up stories then? It was a hallucination. Okay, man. How about the actual footage of the showers, bro? Even on their own, his, own, his own show is getting pushed back. This sounds just like a gigantic joke. <laughs> Which is- it sounds like two guys that know they're dummies, but also think they have some thoughts. Some interesting thoughts. We're talking to a microphone to their audience who knows who they are. It sounds like that's what's happening. Yeah. I'm not getting. It's weird. Seth's almost promoting this show based on how what he's writing. I mean, this sounds like must listen entertainment here. Isn't this the saddest thing though? That like this is the this is the worst attempt yet by far from Seth. Oh my At god! At least I, like with Shane, he got them fired. Mm-hmm. With the Legion of Skanks guys, he got Jezelnik to retweet it. Like he got some attention. Mm-hmm. This was pathetic. Yeah, this is just gonna grow war mode. I think. If, but if anything, like I haven't really noticed anyone talking about it. This, I think people have been very good being like, hey, let's not fuck up 
Shane, let's not give this attention two days before Shane hosts. Yeah, you know? this is going to get the attention that might get Billion Spud on Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's going to be like, let's talk about this guy. Yeah. Um, this was just the beginning for Billion Spud, who have also expressed admiration for anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist David Ick. <laughs> Admiration. I did sick. <laughs> David Ick, nice. <laughs> David sick. <laughs> That'd be a perfect title, but I don't think we should. <laughs> uh, in a war mode episode released the following May. All right, so plenty of time went by, so they clearly weren't harping on it. <laughs> Wait, released the following May of what? It was like a year later. That they continued talking about it, <laughs> just proving proving they're not harping on it. You know what's more what's more ridiculous? The very second or the following May? <laughs> the very second is the weirdest sentence I've ever read. All right, so months go by. <laughs> <laughs> um, they worry that the younger generation is getting screwed over by masking uh, by masking in ADHD medicine. <laughs> Boy, that's a crazy take. <laughs> I mean, that's just true. Who are these nuts? <laughs> uh, hey, kids, we need you to sit silently in a room, cover your face, and take this medicine that makes you drool and stare straight ahead. Yeah, that's weird. They said children shouldn't have their uh, fucking breathing apparatuses around their face as a <laughs> being plied with medicine. Yeah, that is nuts of them. I I was prescribed Adderall in high school because of my ADD, and it sucks. Yeah. It fucking sucks. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's kids that need it, but it probably yeah. gets overprescribed because that's what the pharmaceutical business does. But like to put that in there even, like that's not a wild take. I went from I went from failing five out of eight classes onto my ADD medicine and I made honor roll. So I mean, everyone should take Adderall. Boy, what an example Craig is. But yeah. the point is yeah. The point is that, that now now he's really grasping at straws because at least before, if you want to twist their words or whatever, at least you have the Holocaust denial, right? You know, right? But that, but like Seth doesn't know. You know, when you start a list, you go from ten to one, not one to ten. <laughs> you don't go Holocaust denial, and then also they think children shouldn't be taking ADD medicine. <laughs> this mm -hmm. is this is the article so far. Holocaust denial. 9-11 denial. Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> like that's... Yeah, you've gone in the wrong order, Seth. We're not as scared now. Uh, they're quote, they're trying to make sure that they grow up some kind of... <laughs> All right, they're, they're trying to grow. Uh, make sure they grow up some kind of trans, afraid of germs. <laughs> Spud says, launching into an argument that, quote, maybe we should have like a movement, end quote, focusing on youth fitness, classic literature, uniform haircuts, and nice clothes. I don't remember that quote from Stalin. I got to be honest, it was words. He he ended the quote, so that last part wasn't even quote. That wasn't even quoted. He's just free balling here. Maybe, um, like we should uh, have a movement or something. <laughs> like, whoa, these are powerful guys that need to be stopped. But again, I keep focusing on Billion Spud. They're not the problem. The problem is that Shane Gillis has met them. That's right. That's right. Don't That's you right. understand the danger? That's right. Just like. He's seriously writing about a quote that says, do you maybe trans people will be afraid of germs because of 
Adderall. <laughs> um, like Adderall. <laughs> um, as he talks, Billy repeatedly tells him to quote chill. Eventually, interjecting, "This is just a takedown of Spud now." <laughs> yeah, right. Seth is basically, "Hey, this Billy guy, he has some some. There's reason to him. There's, gum, there's gumption there. You can you can rationalize with Billy, but this Spud is a dangerous character." Uh, eventually interjecting that this is one of their first episodes and they quote need to stay afloat for a bit end quote <laughs> and in parentheses fucking- <laughs> this is the they best need to stay alive till they get their message across <laughs> this is the best part <laughs> underneath this paragraph in parentheses it says holocaust denial falls under the quote hate speech section of patreon's community guidelines <laughs> end of parentheses okay so he's actively trying to get their patreon taken They're like hey patreon correct Knock, knock. Don't you guys remember? You guys see what you're doing here? What a yeah. fucking cunt. Yeah, he really, but this this is what's so pathetic about it is it didn't really get any traction. I mean, if you Googled, uh, so I just Googled newsed Shane Gillis yesterday just to see, and it was the top story, but I don't think it was getting a lot of clicks, and that's why I didn't want to tweet it out or anything. Like, not, again, not that, uh, but if other people started tweeting it, I I didn't want to give it attention, you know? Yeah. Uh, Spud keeps going, questioning whether, quote, we were the bad guys, end quote, in World War II. <laughs> That's a funny thing. That's a funny thing to wonder. I mean, we did drop two nukes. We can't be like that great. <laughs> we were the bad guys. I saw Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wrestled with his, with his, uh, what to do. Yeah, Einstein, Einstein didn't like Robert Downey Jr. because he just found out about, Potentially ending the world. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, quote, why do they keep making movies where like, oh, dude, we saved Private Ryan? And <laughs> quote, he asks. <laughs> this made the article. Again, an article about Shane Gillis and Saturday Night Live. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Billy continues telling Spud to calm down as he mocks his stuff. I like how he seriously thinks Billy's like, Billy's going, dude, chill, calm down. <laughs> like, that's what he's doing the whole time. <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, quote, we were totally so good that whole time. We were definitely the good guys. We weren't bad at all. The Soviets definitely didn't rape and pillage Poland. End quote. So he's being sarcastic. He's fucking around. Yeah. Like, what? what is Seth doing? Like, Seth, I gotta say. Fucking regroup, get your head on straight. You used to be somebody, you know? You used to you used to be a guy that could have 3,000 people click on his article and cost someone their job. Mm-hmm. But you just can't keep up with the big boys anymore. You're, you got to find new, if I can give advice to Seth Simons, find new young up-and-comers lives to ruin, you know? Yeah. Like Shane and Tim Dillon and Nick Mullen, these guys you hate. They're they're too big now. They've built a, a base for themselves. You gotta find someone who doesn't have a career yet that you can go after. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Remember the taste of a fresh scalp, Seth? <laughs> find some poor schmuck now who has nothing to try and take away from him. Seth is basically saying, like, if you've ever called your friend gay, I'm coming for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's No no no. No, if you've done that, but you're like an open mic comic that was somewhat rude to me back in the day. Right. And then, then I'm coming for you. <laughs> it's like, Seth, Seth, it's weird. Seth doesn't go after, I'm like obviously joking when I say go after a new target, but Seth doesn't have uh, any new targets because it's a personal vendetta with these guys that he has. 
Yeah. That's what's really gross about it is it's not true beliefs. It's like, hey, they're successful and people know them and they don't know me and they should. <laughs> I'm doing everything right. I have the right thoughts, guys. So, uh, Seth Simons early in his career, firing Shane Gillis. That was his reservoir dogs. Yeah. <laughs> this is clearly his Pulp Fiction because the storyline's all out of place. <laughs> um, uh, the exchange underlines Spud's ongoing fascination with Nazis, as well as the pair's seeming uh, shared belief that consensus narratives around World War II are wrong. In another episode released in May 2020, uh, as Billy explains why he started looking at all the post WW2 stuff, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> These quotes are you so could, funny. You could do you could do this with any show, like any comedy show. You could list take things out of context that they've talked about and make it sound insane, right? Like it's a comedy show. Who gives a shit? Like yeah, they they have the they have these thoughts. If you want to argue with them, go on the show, Seth. Argue with them. If you're so strong in your beliefs and think that they're wrong, go on the show. That I'm sure they would debate you. Um, you know, yeah. He refers, he refers to the anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that Jews were expelled from 109 countries. Quote, imagine if I got kicked out of 190 bars and then everyone was just, I'm telling everyone they're assholes. It'd be crazy, says Spud. <laughs> it's a funny thing to say. Oh, sorry. That was Billy. Spud corrects him and says it's 109. Once. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad Spud reeled him in. What? And then parentheses, it says, quote, once someone from Patreon Incorporated comes and listens to this, they'll probably shut it down. Billy reflects. Oh, I thought Seth was suggesting that. No. I was like, oh, he's just coming right out and saying it. Yeah, <laughs> well, he is. But, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not joking when I do this. I keep forgetting this is an article about Shane. I mean, I keep thinking like, oh, he's trying to take down the war mode, guys. Well, I keep saying seeing it says McCusker. So I'm like, oh, at least he's on topic, but it's the wrong McCusker. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this has nothing the to do with the mother of the co-host of the guy. <laughs> Why isn't this article? You could write articles like this about anyone with the podcast. William McCusker and Andrew Pelicci, or whatever their names are, <laughs> Andrew Wap, <laughs> sounds so much more dangerous than Billy and Spud. <laughs> it's it's very funny. I'm gonna listen to War Mode as soon as we're done here. William McCusker does sound like an old timey general. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, in a similar exchange released the next month, the duo agrees they've been... Once a month, these guys get wild. <laughs> <laughs> they've been programmed mainstream media. I watch it, but I know that's that it's lies, Spud says. It's all fiction category. You want to read a book? I got some books coming in the mail. Ellie Weasel's Night Fiction. Oh, shit, hold on. Ellie Weasel. Ellie Weasel. Ellie Weasel. I can't. It's partially. That's how. That's how Craig thinks of Jews. It's W I E S L E L. Ely Wizo. We had to read uh, the author of the book, Night. I think. Yes. We had to read that in school. Well, it's literally spelled Weasel. Yeah. It is. I don't know this book. W I E. Mode now. W I E S Jew is spelled. It's spelled. It's spelled Weasel. Uh, we have the destruction of European Jews fiction. We have the book from uh, Norman Finkelstein, The Holocaust Industry, nonfiction. Sure, that's not what it says. F I N K. It's, it's Norman Smith. <laughs> just reads it that way. 
<laughs> Man, dude, Seth Simons is such a cunt. And then in uh, uh, parentheses, he writes, Patreon probably won't last that much longer. McCusker quips again. But you know we're yeah, going to get some so, things off our chest whether you guys like it or not. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking around. They're saying that this is crazy to say on the platform, Ron. They're being shock jocks, essentially. Yes, yes. How much war mode is Seth listening to? Apparently, the last three years, he's been, writing, he's been studying this article. All right, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Sorry about that, folks. Technical difficulties here. How did Craig do without me? <laughs> I was like trying to figure out what happened. I'm like, oh, here we go. After I get cocky that my streams never crash. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh we're bad i don't know anything else in that um in that seth simon's article that we should get to that we haven't covered i'm afraid to talk about war mode any further after what just happened <laughs> oh yeah maybe maybe because we're talking such a naughty language yeah. <laughs> but i do think this proves like we're at the we're kind of at the end of it. we're yeah. in an era where that stuff doesn't get as many clicks. People aren't as satiated by it. Now I'll say, this isn't going to appease guys like you, Craig. You're not going to like this. Uh-oh. I worry that if Trump wins, we just go back to that. Oh, uh, back to like the cancel because thing. Yeah, like now, now everything's cool. Like if Trump's in office and that article comes out, people are like, "Look at this! Look at it! They said the Holocaust didn't happen." <laughs> Yeah, I think I think there'll be an initial push to try to make it go back to that, but I don't think it's going to stick. Not like last time. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting because people do seem exhausted. By the oh, by the way, we didn't talk about this. You're a you're a controversial political figure. Did you see that? Me? We clip a uh, uh, you know for us it got a decent amount of views. A short we posted about Stephen Colbert. Yeah. And in the clip, you're the only one. We play the Stephen Colbert clip and then you speak. Oh, good. <laughs> and it's gotten, I mean, like way more comments than we usually get. People hate me. And well, half, half, I'll say this. Half the people think you're a moron, <laughs> which I, I reached out and agreed with a lot of them. I'm sure. Yep. Those and get then, the automatic uh, like. Half the people think you're, you're a good, bright and astute political mind. <laughs> can you guys tell? It's interesting how that works. Can you guys tell I do a podcast at Newsmax from the clip? <laughs> People like it's some clip of you being like, ah, it's all fake or whatever. Everything Colbert is talking about is fake. And we got a bunch of comments like, how is it fake? Explain it to me. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. The man's saying it is an idiot. Why are you uh, taking it seriously? Oh, that's good. So it's comments from people that have never watched the show before. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I'm going to have to read that. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. There's a short and the actual video got some comments, but oh, that's great. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Anything else in that, uh, in that blog we should point out? Uh, does he get back to Shane at any point? I was just looking for that. Um, is it just, hey, because that's a week. Seth, you're better than that, buddy. Like, Jesus Christ. I know, you know, in this war, we're on opposing sides, but I root for a, a, a healthy, spirited battle, you know? Like, this was sad to watch. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 on the very third episode <laughs> on the very third uh, in the in the very 15th paragraph of this article he gets back to Shane oh what does he say about Shane 15 uh, paragraphs uh, that's exotic uh, this is a book Billy and Spud have even brought their Holocaust denial and Matt and Shane's secret podcast my god <laughs> I didn't realize we were headed there in one of their earliest appearances in March 2020 Gillis tells uh, his friends that he's concerned about associating with them uh, Billy assures him. What? Wow. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. What a dick. 
what a piece of shit this guy is saying, hey, I don't know if we should have him on the podcast. <laughs> People might take their words out of context and try to take me down for it. That's crazy of him to think. <laughs> Billy assures him that uh, that they know how to keep a lid on certain attitudes. Quote, like, we love Jewish people. And quote, he says, <laughs> <laughs> they're the shit. They're strong. We love them. Hate has I mean, no home. Is- Hate has no home here is a quote That's that good. he put here. <laughs> That's good. My neighbor used to have that in his window. Yeah. And it was probably like, Watertown. we believe in science. Hate has no home here. Black lives matter. Um, support LGBTQIA plus. Right. That's very good. So in order to take Shane Gillis down and have his hosting job stripped from him, mm-hmm. Seth points out a quote where Shane says, I don't know if we should have these guys on our podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then really, really good job, Seth. <laughs> okay. Quote. Uh, okay. See, this is what I was worried about. Shane re- replies. Uh, the genuine anti-Semitism. He tells the duo that they have a problem <laughs> and he believes Spud is behind it. I'm not behind it, Spud says, uh, again, appearing to bring up the Holocaust. We just collectively one day were like, let's figure out if this actually happened. <laughs> so Shane's saying, I don't like that you guys do this and may not have you on the show because of it. What a monster. <laughs> uh, the next, you know, just, you know, prove how much of a monster Shane is. The next quote yeah. is stop, stop, stop. Gillis responds. I'm doing the audio on this. There's no pauses. There's no take backs. <laughs> What? And they've allowed this man in 30 Rockefeller Plaza? Yeah. This is bullshit. Get someone drag him out of there. Go go, go back. I wish we could go back in time. We just look into shit, dude, Billy says. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Yeah, they're dummies. Even if you made them like think they may I'm not even saying, like maybe they make good points. But like they're not pretending to be something they're not. They're working class guys from Philly that fucking speak their thoughts you know <laughs> that's exactly big deal? that's exactly what billy says here which i don't know you're kind of lining up with him which isn't great <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> uh uh it's not the end of the world why can't we just say oh well that's kind of weird why is everyone shushing this that's weird yeah because a lot of stuff is starting to be fake later he complains about people quote shitting on q of QAnon because of all of his shit is coming true <laughs> <laughs> well it's actually but he makes a point in that like by going, hey, 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 don't say, you're not allowed to say that. Don't have those thoughts. It's like, well, what? Am I hitting a nerve? <laughs> why, why are you making? Whereas if you just said, hey, these are two dumb guys that have a podcast, let them fucking rant to their audience who really gives a shit. That would seem normal. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems like you don't want them to have a voice because you're scared of them for some reason, even though they're just talking to like, you know, that's a that's a again, that's a great number to have on Patreon. It's not an army, right? you know, it's like they just have a lot of people that listen to their podcast. They have a successful podcast. Good for them. Consider uh, a March 2021 episode of Matt and Shane's secret podcast. And consider we, this. Consider this. <laughs> the very 89th episode. Uh, in which Billy argues that New York's Orthodox Jewish community orchestrated the sexual harassment allegations that led to former governor, governor Andrew Cuomo's resignation. The only reason this is happening is because he fucked with the Jays, he says. <laughs> he, fu- <laughs> he fucked with the Orthodox boys with their funerals and their fucking weddings. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, sure. If he was at a podium running for governor, he probably shouldn't be saying that. Uh, Matt McCusker. He's in a fucking basement on Patreon. <laughs> Matt McCusker pushes back, arguing that Cuomo had, quote, nine million other political rivals. Gillis interjects with the joke, quote, six million. <laughs> a reference to the number of Jews killed in the Holocaust, to which Billy Thank can't you. help Thank you, Seth. respond with the Holocaust now. Already revised to five, but that doesn't matter. Public, that's, that's public knowledge. Public knowledge. Se- public knowledge. Seth's basically just doing a Why You Laughing episode on war mode. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Here's what this joke refers to. <laughs> but yes, more of that for like the rest of it. Yeah, all right. So fuck Seth Simons. That was a sad attempt. Uh, a few people replied. I didn't realize he still had this blog. They said the most egregious part is that his website is called humorist or humorism.com or something. Ugh. Gross. Jesus Christ. Gross. Yeah, it seems like a fun, funny guy. I is it, he's like a, one of those Jake Flores types. So like who actually hangs out with this guy? Yeah, but at least Jake Flores is just a guy ranting on Twitter. Seth Simons thinks he's a pro. Like Jake yes. Flores literally has nothing. Seth Simons thinks he's assembling a team to take down these people. Right. That's that's the pathetic part. Actually, actually, you, if you look at Jake Flores, he's no different than anyone else. He just has a social media account and is like, fuck these guys. Like He's just an asshole on Twitter that eats his own cum. <laughs> Seth Simons is a guy that thinks he's like bettering the cause. Right. Like he's, he's doing right by the world by trying to ruin their lives. That's ultimately what Seth wants to do is like ruin their lives in some way. He keeps... You know, Seth is the side that talks about dog whistling and things like that. He's very loudly dog whistling to say, take their Patreon away. Right. Right. Saying, take their income away. Make them have to go. And it's actually, it's why I played that Bill Burr clip in the, um, why are you laughing about Shane Gillis? Mm -hmm. Where I think Burr makes an excellent point where he's like, so he's allowed to work on like a construction site. You don't have a problem with that. Right. If he's building your home for you. You don't mind that guy doing that, but because he's in like an elite club, like something that we hold in high regard that he can't have, you know, if he wants to do your plumbing, that's fine. Right. Like that's such a, it's such an elitist view by these people that claim to be progressive. It's, it's all insane. I like that's why I can't imagine it. It's, 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 it's saying Shane should go back to having no listeners and Billy and Spud should go back to driving trucks. Right. Like that's where, that's how Seth views the world is if you have certain beliefs, you're only allowed to get so far in life. And again, I say beliefs in quotes. Like that's, they're half kidding through the whole show. Yeah. So I, I, I think there'll be an initial push to start the cancel train again, but I don't think it's going to take. Oh, I don't think it took off at all. I think this is two days old. It's not like you get, he's not going to get to Sunday and have to deal with backlash. <clears throat> oh, I mean, I mean the, the actual, like the, the general cancel train. When if Trump gets reelected, oh oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah yeah yeah. Like yeah. I think I think these people are gonna come back out and everyone's gonna be like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're done. Yeah, maybe we're maybe. done with you. Because <laughs> it's now a new. It's kind of there's kind of a new young generation voting. Like everyone's you know eight other, years older than the first time around. The young generation thinks Trump's sick. <laughs> yeah right. Which is cool. Which is nice. Because <laughs> he because he is. I mean, um, speaking of uh, why are you laughing, by the way, did you see we were parodied last night? I enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy uh, Justin taking the, the, the liberties of saying who I was I, and where I, I was. I'll, I'll, and let's, I'll be fair to you here. I would never say that on why are you laughing. 
Right. That's true. That's where Justin really did take liberties. That's not a why you laugh. I take why you laughing very seriously. <laughs> this is this is where this is the playground here. <laughs> I might sprinkle it in in the outro. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But certainly not in the intro. I wouldn't make a joke like that. <laughs> and the other criticism is he said evening ladies and gentlemen. I know. That's not right. Evening. Welcome I'm to glad, episode I'm glad people in the comedy podcast. I didn't I, I wasn't going to say anything. I don't have that big an ego that I would correct him, but I'm glad people took him up on that. Took him to task. I didn't enjoy uh, the ricochet shot I received. <laughs> What's that? Like, oh, even down to the producer, not really knowing much. <laughs> I was like, I, I, it started with Justin going, Hey, uh, Coleman, do you know much about Andy Mayo? And Coleman's like, not really. And I was like, boy, they really did their work. I mean, I would say I know a lot about like 70%, but I'm not going to know, you know, the- that's high. The ins and outs of fucking someone from the like the Three Stooges. I know the show, but I'm not familiar with anything behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, yeah. that's fair. I understand. Yeah. There's no shot. It was just I'm telling. I'm saying they did an accurate job. They were very they were authentic. <laughs> did it not get? I, I haven't checked my uh, phone here. Did it not get a good response? Because Justin texted me like, "Oh, oh it, it was it, it was better in my head" or something. He said. Oh, I got a similar text. I thought it seemed. Fine. I thought it was, I no. thought he did great. I forgot to respond and tell him I actually enjoyed it. So he's probably just like <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, he, he didn't think he did a good job, and I was like, I I watched it. And I was like, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, silly, silly talk. Um, all right. Should we get into? Uh, oh well, first we have, we do have a couple uh those Norman clips, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I wanted to uh play these just because I thought it was. I don't know. Did you think these were funny? The fact that you, uh, an you NBA, see what I was going for <laughs> the NBA athlete being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so Richard Jefferson, Richard Jefferson was on the podcast. We might be drunk. And I feel like this could almost be a recurring segment with Mark Normand mm-hmm. because it happens when he's on Rogan from time to time. It happened with uh, Al Franken. Remember we talked about that where Al Franken didn't get his joking. Like Norman has this delivery and throws so many uh, quick one-liners in that it, when he's with the wrong crowd, people don't understand what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Particularly like an at like Richard Jefferson, like an athlete that now works for ESPN. And the whole time, Richard Jefferson, who I thought was a decent guest, like I don't think it was crazy entertaining, but like he was better than your usual ESPN stiff. For I sure. Thought. He was good on there. For sure. But um, he's talking about what a big comedy fan he is the whole time. He's like, oh, I'm a real comedy nerd. I love comedy, blah, blah, blah. And yet these are a couple moments that Norman had uh, when Richard Jefferson was on. We might be drunk that I thought were funny. And it, by the way, he's loving Sam the whole time. You can tell he knows Sam Marill a little bit, maybe, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know Mark Norman because he's kind of giving him this response when uh, Norman pipes up. This is what we were a poorly put together team. Right. Not enough shooting. Not enough shooting. The, the real story behind it is this because we got time. You think Team USA would have good shooting? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> they like guns here. <laughs> Not that type of shooting, but got yes, it. I get your point. Yeah. <laughs> Richard Jefferson's like, no, 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 that's ridiculous. Obviously, I'm not talking about children shooting up schools. Why would I bring that up? (laughs) So that was one time he kind of like stiff armed him and was like, no, 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 that's not what I mean, actually. He rogan him, as we call it. Right. (laughs) What do you mean by that? Uh, And then a second time comes up where Norman is talking about like he's uh, he doesn't know a lot about sports. So talking to Richard Jefferson is interesting to him. 
Good question. You know, most likely. You're, you're the first athlete, <laughs> first athlete, a professional athlete I've ever spoken to, except. Really? I sold Michael Vick a dog. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, you know. This, wait, 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 really quickly, really quickly. Was this pre or post? Because now he's not allowed to own. So, like, you got to be careful. You could be implicated. Is he not allowed to own dog? I, mean, I, don't think, I think that was part of his parole. What if that it's like sense. a chihuahua? You're not going to dogfight a chihuahua. Nah. Wow. Well, like, well, you know, they are sort of ones that, you, never mind. Look, look, I don't know anything about nothing. Yeah, yeah. Same. Continue. So just uh, just a goof. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think we were going to dissect that one. Yeah. Norman just uncomfortable. <laughs> Richard Richard Jefferson thinks that like, he's creating the bit. I know. He's like, hey, you don't want to say that. That could get you in trouble. Norman's like, now I'm fucking around. <laughs> I do like uh, they they should just do that more often for sure. What's that? Just bring celebrities on and just hit them with those and just see what happens. Like the reels would explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. It is funny because like the, the Al Franken one is the best. Where uh, Mark Norman called Phil Hartman's wife, who murdered Phil Hartman. If you're not familiar with the story, mm-hmm. Norman referred to her as a cunt, and Al Franken goes, "Hey, hey, hey! She had a lot of troubles." Oh, Jesus. Oh, you don't remember that? No. Oh, I think I'm pretty sure we talked about it. But Al, Al Franken was like, uh, maybe you oh, were not. Oh, actually, I think I'm starting to vaguely remember it. Al Franken was like, hey, hey, she was a, you know, she had her pro, she had her demons, but don't we all? Right. And Norman was like, I think I can call her a cunt. He shot, <laughs> he shot a comedy legend. Yeah. <laughs> and the father of her kids, by the way. Oh shit. No shit. Yeah. So I, I like when uh, Mark Norman, but the, I, I actually go uh, check it out if you like basketball. It was it was a decent uh, decent interview. Like Richard Jefferson played along with them more than I think a lot of uh, a lot of those ESPN guys would. More more than normal for sure. He's always kind of been like that, even when he was on like PMT or something. He's yeah. just he's more not stiff. I haven't heard much of him. I didn't know he was like a big guy, a big deal at ESPN now. I haven't really watched ESPN in like five years. Unless <laughs> it's like either, a football either. game. I haven't in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like unless, unless there's a clip of Stephen A. Smith going viral. That's all I've seen. Right. 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 <laughs> I hope he answers the question from uh, Stu Finer. That'd be pretty funny. What's that? Yeah. Some uh, like uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith's like new podcast. He's like, hey, I'll answer questions. Uh, post them down below or whatever. And Stu Finer asked him about his uh, his fuck method. <laughs> You know, he's a wacky guy. Classic stew, but it would just be funny to hear <laughs> Stephen A. Smith talk about eating ass. I think. <laughs> um. All right. Let's uh, let's get to the, wh- why we're all here. You guys don't know this yet, but this is the reason we're all here today. Yeah, a few of you know. <laughs> so, uh, it, for those of you, and I'm sure it's the minority of people, for those of you that have not watched Quincy with us, get on that train. I, uh, th- there's a tradition in the Quincy world where um, there, there are three people on IMDb that review every episode of Quincy. So before the episodes, we kind of, we, we reference them. We'll say, here's what the reviewers thought. And every once in a while, there's, you know, one or two other reviews, but there consistently have been three reviewers for every episode. And our favorite is our buddy Plankton rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's married to some author who I was unfamiliar with. Uh, but he was he he volunteered that information immediately when we reached out to him. Mm-hmm. So we reached out and we said, "Oh, it'd be fu- maybe we should get Plankton Rules on to review an episode of Quincy for us." And uh, Craig reached out to him, and him and Craig kind of had a bond, and they would go back and forth every week. 
And then uh, Plankton stopped responding. So Craig would keep messaging. We said we said we would send a message a week. <laughs> and then we started getting uh, Craig got blocked. Again, I say Craig got blocked. It's important to note that I wasn't harassing this man. Keep in mind. Uh, so I reminded you I had his phone number a few weeks back. And yes. you were like, why the hell are we messaging him on Twitter? Yeah, right. Maybe he doesn't check his Twitter. You got to shoot him a text. Right. And then so Craig texted him a couple of times. That's when he got blocked, mm-hmm. you know, um, asking him if he was a convicted Craigophile, you know, normal he, stuff. Well, well, is he or isn't he? I think he's pretty clearly a hack rider. He's, he's, he's a hack rider for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we tried to get his attention and then that backfired on us. He, he denied us, shut us down. We learned a little more about our buddy Plankton rules in trying to investigate, trying to reach out to this man. He's the most bizarre character maybe on the internet. Yeah. This is a this is an incredible life he's leading. So um we've had the warthog just boots on the ground getting the full DOS yes. on this guy. Yeah, the warthog is our Plankton Rules correspondent. Yep. Uh so we found out some things. The the one that I'm most fascinated by, mm-hmm. we touched on it in uh, the, the upcoming episode of Quincy. Mm-hmm. The sheer amount of reviews he has left. Yep. On IMDb alone, do you have the actual number in front of you? Um, where is you it? You know what? Get, get, a, get, get some sort of calculator up as well, because we're going to want to crunch numbers here. Oh, shit. Where the fuck was it? Uh, it was... Oh, Craig. Where the fuck is it? It was... Um, I know the ballpark. <laughs> oh, great. It was, I know uh, that, too. It was like 29,500 something. Yeah. So you don't have the actual number. No, I have to uh, actually no one. Let me check. I think the warthog shared that information. I, I think he did. I think you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot. There's stunningly a lot of shit on this guy. It's a, it's a dossier. <laughs> it's a full dos. <laughs> um, this is what I meant, by the way, when I said I get if you guys check out. You know. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Don't bother commenting. What is this? We don't understand it. I know. I get it. Don't worry about it. Um, let's see. He has. Tw- all right. I was a little off. He has 29,330 reviews. Okay. Now what I want to do is divide that by 365. Okay. My calculator out. For those of you, that's the number of days in a year. I understand we're in a leap year, but generally. Uh, divided by 365 equals <laughs> 80, 81. Okay. Okay. So if he left a review a day, yep. that would take him 81 years to accumulate that sort of record. <laughs> right. Now, if you want to go two reviews a day. Mm-hmm. It's 40 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four reviews a day is 20 years, right? Yep. So let's go with eight reviews a day. <laughs> he says, to try we, and get that number down to 10 years. We, we have his guesstimate in this, in this, uh, multiple interviews. Um, uh, where, Oh yeah. So can we go to an interview with plankton rules? Yeah. Do you want me to start over? Yeah, please. Cause okay. I think that's some fascinating tidbits. We need to let the rest of the people know the club maniacs. Uh, they know. Heard this, they know. They're yeah. just. We're just trying to keep everyone in line here. Yeah. Um, why the name Plankton Rules? The interviewer yeah. asks this man. 
Uh, and he says, Plankton Rules comes from the SpongeBob cartoon. Unfortunately, many folks think I'm a marine biologist because of my choice! Exclamation mark. Who are many folks? Is he introducing himself that way in life? Hi, I'm Plankton Rules. Hey, Plankton Rules. Nice to meet you. <laughs> or are people on IMDb saying, like, are you a marine biologist? <laughs> it sounds like a, like a hack joke set up. Oh, it's, a, it's Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is anyone here a marine biologist? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Plankton Rules stands up. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so, okay. So this older man, based on what, the little we know of him, has created his name because of a SpongeBob character. Right. Interesting. Um, do you have ghost writers or did you write all the reviews signed Plankton Rules? <laughs> Question to ask. I mean, that's so... Who, it's, who would that benefit? It's so many that it's kind of like... A good question. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not blaming the journalist. It's a question you have to ask when you're talking to Plankton Rules. Yeah. If you want to find the truth, which is, I assume, what this article is about, if you want to find the truth about Plankton Rules, you got to ask it. But it is like, what possible benefit would it be to him to have ghostwriters? I, I, yeah, it's like, you, how many of these reviews do you think he remembers? <laughs> you can't, like two? <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, we always, here's what's really interesting is we always reference, not always, but most of the time, we reference the episode we're reviewing mm-hmm. that day. Yep. So we'll be like, hey, Plankton, remember when you said this? That sort of a thing. And he stopped responding, so. Yeah, he must, there's no way. We're this like, would be this would be like asking if I could improv something. I'd I'd, I'd have it, but I got nothing. <laughs> this would be like asking. Uh, this would be like asking about a, a Tom Myers if he remembers every word he's written into his punchlines. Oh, I was going to say uh, asking Larry Bird if he remembers every free throw he ever made. Sure. Yes. There you go. That's probably more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wrote everything myself. In fact, friends and family. Very rarely even read my reviews after I write them. Hmm. Like, uh, I reviewed fucking um, Matlock today. Did you guys see that? No. I just say I don't. I don't like it when people I know bring up a podcast I've done to me. I know. I hate it. Imagine if you were at Thanksgiving and your fucking uncle was like, "Hey, I saw your thoughts about the Dick Van Dyke show." <laughs> <laughs> I like how. He probably remembers Quincy. He doesn't rem- actually. He did remember Quincy because remember, like one of our first correspondents was. He's like, "There's this fucking white whale episode. I can't find it." Yes. Oh yeah, he definitely remembers Quincy, but that's just like one in a million to him. It's like saying you remember, yeah. you know, freshman year of high school. I wonder. So we have we have a new since I've been blocked. We have a, a new avenue of communication. I have an idea that actually might work that I just thought of. Okay. We, we send him the episode he doesn't have as a peace offering. Or no, we send him a screenshot of us having that episode. <laughs> we, we we send him a note with like cutout letters, like a ransom. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so to to fill you guys in, oh. we have access to an episode of Quincy that he's never been able to find. Yeah, is anyone going to enjoy this as I'm talking about? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So we now have. A man named McFuss Daddy on the on the case. He's on the case. Yeah, so if you have him send that screen. Well, we'll wait. We'll wait to do all this till the next episode of Quincy. Yes, because we need to give Plankton Rules time to respond. Maybe he's going to respond to McFuss Daddy. We don't know yet. I haven't heard anything, so I'm guessing he hasn't. Our rule has been: you can't call it harassment. We've texted the guy once a week. 
<laughs> you know, some have had threatening like undertones. Yeah. I feel once a week for two years. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that crazy. Uh, um, uh, did you realize that you wrote more than three times the size of the full Harry Potter series and IMDb reviews? <laughs> that's that's crazy. And he has because every review that this guy leaves is first a recap of the episode. Gigantic, too. <laughs> and even things like, um, you know, Quincy played by Jack Klugman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you in? Cl- we know Plankton. <laughs> well, like, like I said, the full DOS is in my possession. So like okay. I, I've kind of got some info. Okay. Um, like for instance, please. Plankton rules a stay-at-home dad. Well, uh, clearly, Craig, you think this guy was able to leave the house? He's reviewing eight items a day for the last ten years. Well, I was prepared to call bullshit on his whole operation until I got that info. Like, there's just no way. Dad, I'm hungry. <laughs> Could you please pause, Mary Tyler Moore? <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging you. Tyler Perry's not that great. Stop it. (laughs) Medea goes to wherever the fuck. He's just watching it intently. Um, I know. So I know he's reviewed the Mary Tyler Moore show, Dick Van Dyke show and Quincy every episode. I feel like we have to do those next. But here's the thing. I think the like Mary Tyler Moore show would be just like, uh, that was pretty good for the time. Right. You know, (laughs) Dick Van Dyke might be okay. I may I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um but the real the real thing, the reason he can do that is his wife has two patents. This is what I thought it's a matter situation. Correct. The wife is the breadwinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is loaded. Can you imagine if Joe Matarese's wife I gotta give Matarese credit. If Joe Matarese's wife is frustrated. <laughs> imagine if she came over at home every day. And is like, sorry, honey, I, I'm reviewing Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nope. people need my thoughts on it. But he's never going to review that. We'll get to it. Okay. Um, like this, this next question. So he's, he's asked, how many movies per day do you watch? That's a good question. And his response is movies and but TV. Movie, is it specific? Does he maybe he answers this movies specifically? Movies and I mean, he reviews a lot of TV. Yeah, shows. he says movies and TV series that I write oh, up good. reviews for are about five a day, I guess. However, some are short films. I really like the silent shorts. Imagine, imagine going on to IMDb to read a review for a silent short film. Oh my god! Well, Charlie Chaplin's mustache really curled up in this one. <laughs> um, here's where we get snobby plankton. What kind of movies do you like to review? Okay. I review most kinds except for what's popular in theaters right now. Oh, he's like Martin Scorsese. Yeah. I actually rarely go to the movie theater, perhaps two to three times a year, and that's mostly to watch the Oscar-nominated shorts. (laughs) So reviews you'll rarely see me do are action films. Uh, I never do slasher film reviews unless it's a comedy that makes fun of them, such as Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, which is a great movie. I do like that movie a lot. Um, I like the idea that when Scorsese said that about the Avengers movies, Plankton was at home clapping. Yes, Martin. Get him. <laughs> in general, the more explosions in the film, the less likely I'll watch it. Ooh, I like. Meanwhile, he's watching Quincy. Hey, asshole. Simmer down. <laughs> I do like classic Hollywood 
uh, foreign films, silence, and independent films most. Is what he says. Okay. I didn't realize quite how boring he was. Yeah, he's a boring guy. Um, uh, and we're going to talk about him for an hour. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, we'll just get <laughs> buckle up, people. There's another. There's a 30 for 30 on this fucking guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Again, turn it off. We're warning you. Please shut it off. <laughs> You're not going to enjoy this. This it's just for us. This is literally for like two people I have in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Um uh do you have a favorite movie? Uh I think there's really no such thing as a quote best or even favorite film. I have favorites, oh, yes. God. What a do- I wish we got this guy on. What a douchebag he would have been. I know. Off the top of my head, I'd say the best years of our lives. The children are watching us. This is how I know he's a douchebag. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ah, uh, real comedy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Gold the Rush. The Brits figured it out much better than us. Yeah. The Gold Rush. The Freshman. The Harold Lloyd film. Cops. Uh, the Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Cops. Is that the show? Is he reviewing? It'd be great if he was throwing that in the midst of this. Does he review the show Cops? Because we'll have to go watch that. Let's <laughs> just see what, what he says. Uh, I just heard recently, this might be on the same episode of We Might Be Drunk that I was referencing. I just heard recently, recently the show Cops get referenced. and um, I just watched Cops. They said that I guess Cops, when it started, they made a conscious effort to... Uh, Make it like so that it didn't come off as like racist, like they were targeting black people or anything. It's mostly white an people. effort yeah. to show fifty percent white people, fifty percent black. And Sam Morrill goes, "Yeah, because that's the percentages." Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is every time I watch it, it's like all scabby, methed out white people. That's the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe they changed over the years, but. Um. Sorry, I'm oh. sure it's a movie that Plankton liked. Oh, I forgot about this. Uh, we are, oh fuck I don't know if uh, I don't know if Warthog found this but this guy wrote a blog about Plankton Rules that led to this interview yep so I don't have my mitts on that one but I got others uh, okay. did you learn anything about your style in my blog is the question wait <laughs> who's saying the the interviewer Oh, okay. So the interviewer is asking him, did you learn anything about yourself yep. from reading my coverage of you? Yep. And gotcha. of course, in the most movie douchebag response, he says, I prefer using the word film instead of movie. <laughs> oh, what a smug asshole this guy is. But then he says, in my reviews for movies, like he immediately just backtracks on that. Well, yeah, you know how he was saying that, though. He's like glaring at the guy. So in my reviews for movies as you call them (laughs) uh for movies i hate are much longer and probably more interesting than for films i like oh okay (laughs) kind of like us uh i learned from your blog as uh as far as what i learned on my own i learned that a few reviewers are great less prolific oh god what a fucking asshole (laughs) Who's, who's reading this other than us no one like he's saying, like they're talking about what they learned from the blog. <laughs> like, Python, you're a guy that reviews things on IMDb. I can't believe this article was written. Listen to this quote from Plankton Rules, Mike. Please, hey, tell me again. As far as what I've learned on my own, I learned that a few reviewers are great, less prolific, 
but great on IMDb. Well, he he's right though because he's writing eight a day. Who else would do that? Uh, such as Bob the Moo. Okay. In writer's <laughs> ring. Shout outs. <laughs> I envy the quality of their reviews. Oh, that's nice of him. It's because they're not rushing through to be like, I got to hit this number. <laughs> yeah. Who does this benefit? Does he get to that? Is that a question? No, we're on our last question of this interview. Oh, okay. It's a pretty straightforward question. And the interviewer seems to be pretty sick of him by this point. Okay. Uh, question. Do you have time for anything else? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I have lots of free time, more than most people. I live How near the... be? Well, he, he's going to tell you. I live near the Gulf of Mexico. So I fish in scuba. I also exercise a lot. You cannot tell by looking at me. And travel a lot. Probably at least uh, two months a year are spent traveling. And Ooh, I often nice watch spot. films as I travel. I also love to cook and have dinner parties for friends and family. I can do all of these because I was able to retire young and I'm basically a house husband. This guy's living the life of Riley. This is nuts. Absolutely nuts. And that was the end of that. But for, I, I would, it's interesting, that's interesting the way the question was phrased. Do you have any free time? It's all free time. Right. He's watching General Hospital and fucking reviewing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's exactly what free time is. <laughs> He's not getting paid for this. Uh, so his wife is his better. When he says he retired early, do you think he made a lot of money? Uh, what's hers is his. <laughs> yeah, I, right. it seems like he's a benefactor here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What else do we have on in the Plankton Rules dossier? Uh, we got um, it's thirty for thirty. Oh, um, you want you want to hit some of his reviews, maybe on. So we said that he had. I'm more curious as to what he's reviewed. Like, what makes up the twenty nine thousand? Yeah, I, I a lot. <laughs> okay. uh, let's see, uh, Donkey Skin from 1906. What is that? Oh, a silent film, I bet. Uh, you might want to read the story or see the 1970 film version first. He says that's the first. One. That's the last one. Is that the last one? I'm sure he, that's how the creators intended. He hey, did, oh shit! This is Plankton in Rules 64 in 64 years. <laughs> this is Plankton Rules in real time. This is today. He posted this one. Let's, oh, wow. Let's see. How many did he do today? One, two, three. Three today so far. It's fucking 11.44 in the morning. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so let's see. Yesterday he did one, two, two yesterday. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven on the 21st. <laughs> And that seems like it's probably a slow day for him. He did House of the Damned from 1963. Lots of Water from 1926. Listening In from 1932. I, this sounds like a horrible day, by the way. Do you think he's watching all these? Let's see. We got a uh, 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 7 out of 10, so we like that. We have a 1 out of 10. Then we have a 6 oh. out of 10, a 4 out of 10, a 7 out of 10, a 7 out of what 10. A horrible day. Terrible. <laughs> So he might he must watch these, right? It's not something he saw years ago and is now reviewing. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then on the twentieth it was uh five. Like he's doing okay. several a day here. Oh, he's pumping out numbers. Now, can we reveal the craziest uh, part of this? Uh to me. Oh, the other I, the other reviewing? Yeah, so yes. it's not it's not just the twenty nine thousand movie reviews. Right. What's what's the other brand of reviewing he does? Uh 
on TripAdvisor. So is this, I haven't, I haven't reviewed these yet. Is I, this like he's reviewing hotels that he stayed at? I haven't read a single one of these because I thought it would be fun. <laughs> so it's like, it's like DEC did. Basically. Yes, exactly. Okay. But just well, for being a, a, a rich asshole that can just travel all the time. Right. All right. So let's take a look at his travelocity uh, reviews. So we'll just, uh, the, the first one that pops up is a two out of five. Give the date also. Uh, this is 2019. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't seem like this is a Applebee's in Times Square. He's reviewing. Are you joking? No, I said DEC jokingly. I didn't think it would be actual. <laughs> no, no. I didn't think it'd be things he's reviewed before. Yep. No, this is real. Applebee's in Times Square, which you all know if you're going to Times Square, you want to go to Applebee's. You got to. You want to hit up Applebee. You want to see what the Applebee's is all about. Do yep. they have a happy hour? How how much of the mozzarella sticks? Correct. You got to review these things. Correct. They have $1 Long Island iced teas like they had when I was in college. <laughs> so it, he gives it a two out of five. Okay. Right. That doesn't sound great. Nope. Like most of the restaurants around Times Square, not exactly enjoyable. But then why'd you go? <laughs> Times Square why might be. Why did you go with intention to review? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Imagine how insufferable this fucking guy is. Like he's just take he has a notepad everything he does. Well, let's see. Maybe he's got some reasonable complaints for the Applebee's in Times Square. Uh, Times Square might be the worst part of New York uh, for food as it's uh, choked with either huge bland chains like Applebee's or tiny holes in the wall with bad food. Applebee's is very large and open late, but the food is uninspired. The place is dirty. He said basically this place has either chains or not chains. Boy, what a shithole that must be. <laughs> he says it's like, you know, gross. Oh, he uh, um, then uh, <laughs> reviewed Central Park in New York City. <laughs> Just in general? Just Central Park. Well, let's finish the Applebee's. That was it. First. That was it. Oh, that was it? Yeah, he said it was kind of dirty. That was the last line. Hey, asshole. You went to Times Square and said, let's fucking, let's get <laughs> in Applebee's. Uh, what does he have to say about Central Park and what possible changes could come from that? Okay, so he gives it a four out of five. I feel like there's some race, <laughs> there's some race shit going on here. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> he says, surprisingly safe at night. Oh, okay. No, that's good. I visited New York City a few months ago. I don't know why he's taking this long to review then. It's fresh on his mind. <laughs> uh, he's been stewing on it for four months. Oh, wait. No, hold on. Should hold on. I write about Central Park? See, I, ju- I jumped the gun here. This is my fault. Okay. I visited New York City a few months ago, parentheses, and I'm there right now, in fact. Oh. And thought about walking from the Met to about 40th Street. Oh, what a douche. He's such a douchebag. I can't believe I'm turning on Plankton like I'm this. I'm glad we haven't had this fucker on. Yeah, I know. By the <sighs> way, it's at Plankton Rules on Twitter if you want to. <laughs> at Plankton Rules on Twitter. If you want to ask him why he's blocked Craig. Yeah. And just ask him. Don't, obviously, don't be mean to the guy or anything. Just genuinely ask him if he's a Craigophile. Yeah. 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 Ask him. Ask him. Uh, sure, it was a long walk, but I had time because that's all this fucker has. <laughs> um, but it was also winter and it was dark. So I asked the guard at the Met if it was safe to walk there after dark. Will you escort me, sir? And he encouraged me to do so. The walk was lovely. You know, Plankton, I think you got to take more risks in life. 
<laughs> he says, <laughs> encouraging him. The walk was lovely, and the park was surprisingly nice. Central oh, wow. fucking park was surprisingly nice. And I mean, not great. Four out of five. Pretty good. That's what I mean. It's not perfect. They, you know, everyone has room to improve, I guess. All right. Well, can you, uh, can you tell me the dates on these? Are they 2018, 2019? That's what okay. I'm looking at so far. Um, but Oh, do we know how many Travelocity reviews there are? 400, 453. So if he's doing, I mean, like one a year is impossible, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it so looks, they must be a little more jam-packed. No, it looks like he had a two-year stretch of just pumping these out. Oh, really? This is mostly done in two years. So I haven't seen anything outside of 2019 or 2018. Okay. Okay. Um, Boy, that's 200 reviews a year for Travelocity. Yeah, I kind of want to find uh, another. Like, he's got like a bunch of good ones, good reviews. Okay. Where's the shit? Well, what, what constitutes a good? Read a good review. A good review? Okay. Yeah. Um, five out of five juniors. Let's see here. Let me click on it. Juniors, uh, restaurant and cheesecake. This is crazy. This is like. I think when we did, when, when I was on and we talked about the DEC thing mm -hmm. in your mind, cause like I knew him to an extent, you're just like, Oh, that's a crazy guy. This puts into perspective. Like there are people like that. Like this is a group, every review you read on Amazon, Travelocity, wherever you are, those reviews are all from like nine people that review 7,000 things a year. Right. Right. Like they're just people that are like this, I guess. I'm kind of like, this guy's got my phone number. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe me, I think he's thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, your best bet amid an ocean of horrible restaurants. Oh, wow. Uh, time he's a pompous asshole, huh? Yeah. He's the food critic in uh, Frasier. <laughs> Did you see that, that, that little video, that guy testing the white wine that was going around for a bit? No, I don't think so. He's just like this snobby guy who's like looking at the wine, sniffing it, and then he's like, yeah. making it. that's Plankton rules. It seems so, yeah. Um, Times Square slash Broadway is one of the worst parts of New York City. He's there an awful lot for it being pretty terrible. Yeah, and he, he's making it seem like these are vacations at the Times Square. How long was he there? He said he's gone. I mean, in some of these reviews, he's like inceptioning himself, being like, I was here, but I was also here again before. <laughs> um Many of the restaurants simply serve up terrible food at a very high prices, and yet they thrive because a bazillion tourists come to this part of New York every year. Despite this, Junior's serves as a distinctly different sort of place. Sure, like the rest of them, it's crowded, and you can sometimes have long waits, though this is mostly just before shows or after. Uh, but you get a reasonable value and delicious food. The, their pastrami and Reuben sandwiches are among the best in town, and they are known for their amazing cheesecakes. Oh, well, thank you, Plankton. <laughs> After about a dozen or more trips to the city, I have simply stopped trying to find good food in that part of town. Knowing that juniors won't disappoint, I head straight there for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know what's weird? When you hear 29,300, yep. 400 Travelocity reviews doesn't seem like a lot. But if we use the same formula of one a day, that's another year and a half. But he's traveling. <laughs> he's traveling. He said he lives in the Gulf of Mexico. He's traveling and watching eight movies or TV shows a day. This fucker traveled from the Gulf of Mexico to New York City to eat at Applebee's in Times Square. He's a fucking idiot. 
<laughs> let's try it. Let's try a one star review. Yeah, we got to find some ones here. Or t- I'll settle for a two. One or two. Let's see. Uh, Tokyo Sky. I like the numbers on uh, on YouTube. It shows a little chart like, when they uh, when they drop con- off concurrent viewers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when this premieres, I'm going to check. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy looking at the arc. <laughs> Woo! So this motherfucker, one out of five. Okay. Tokyo Sky Tree. Okay, he's attack. Attacking the Asians. He's in Tokyo. Oh, he's in Tokyo? Yes. <laughs> this guy took a Tokyo vacation and found a one-star review. <laughs> uh, we have gone to other towers, such as Tokyo Tower and the Sky Tower in Auckland. So heights were not the reason we hated the Sky Tree so much. The reason oh, we hated it were many. it, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's about to tell us, and there's many, he says. The reason we hated it were many. And they included the place being so crowded in November, mind you. What does that matter? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Why is November? If it was crowded in June, that's one thing. That's what he says. In November. <laughs> okay. That you could barely walk. I mean, has he not seen like how packed these Asian uh, countries are? There's so many people. Well, not only that, it is the mark of a terrible restaurant when they're busy. No, I don't. That's the, that's the last thing you think. Oh, that place is packed. It must be a horrible establishment. I don't think this is a restaurant. This is just oh, a is tower it? with like a tourist thing on it that you go and look oh. at the city. Oh, so just they get a lot of tourists. That's what he's mad about. Yeah. Oh, because it was November. Yeah. Which I don't get what okay. that. I still don't get what that means. But this is it's the off season for Tokyo. Uh, I would sooner eat my my own face. Then go up that tower again is the title of this. I left that part out. (laughs) Uh, Okay, why? uh, You could barely walk about, and the observation deck uh, was packed. Temps inside being about 85 degrees Fahrenheit. uh, And that interminable wait in hellish lines to get out of the place. There was also a thick layer. <laughs> so he's given, he's burying this people because the weather was smoggy. Uh, <laughs> there was all, there was also a thick layer of smog on a very clear day and you couldn't see much of anything. Who are you blaming? Is this a review on God? <laughs> God, one star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, reviewing the Doppler radar. Yeah. <laughs> and that a cost of about $38 American per person. And I consider this the worst place I have ever visited on vacation. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. my wife takes me around the country and there's smog. I don't like it. <laughs> and I'm a very, very well seasoned traveler. I loved Tokyo and absolutely hated Sky Tower. Oh, what a tremendous douche this guy is. What I wish we got him on. Cock. I, want, I suspect we won't know. Now I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> Let's find out. Let's see if we can find another one star travel. I like these. Uh, five, two, one. And if you guys oh, want to know, here we go. What? What? Uh, a Best Western in Arizona. Come on, you asshole. What a con. You went to a Best Western in Arizona. What were you expecting? No shit. Okay. What the fuck did I hit? Um, customer service is not something they value. That's how he typed okay. it. Not was all caps. 
Yeah, they they have drug addicts working there. That's yes. not surprising. One out of five from September alone is why September eleventh, twenty eighteen. Just a day, dude. Everyone's ah, everyone, everyone's everyone's brains are all over the place. Man. I tried to go to Arizona to forget the towers. <laughs> I was booked to stay at this hotel yesterday. When I showed up, they informed me they didn't take pets and were canceling my reservation. So this cunt's <laughs> bringing dogs to the fucking to a Best Western. Yeah, you don't do that, you idiot. Uh, it was late, and my options were slim. Nor, nor so would the, the dog up outside. <laughs> Nor would the the hotel help. Here is the big, the big problem. I contacted them two months ago to say I was bringing a dog, and they never emailed nor phoned me back. That's kind of a no, isn't it? Um, yeah. I talked with that's, the best. I, I shouldn't say that. That's not a no. They should respond, but you should call up and be like, "Hey, I never got an email back." Uh, or hey, maybe the, uh, the the fact you didn't get an email back should be a sign. Hey, the customer service here might, might not be great. I don't want to deal with having to bring a dog in that night. I'm going to stay somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they essentially said they did nothing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Here's how much of a cunt he is. We ended up staying nearby at a La Posada, which was wow. wonderful. You know, La Posada is better than the best Western. <laughs> is this kid? Uh, tri- uh, but it's not listed on TripAdvisor for some odd reason. Hmm. Wow. This fucking asshole. <laughs> By the way, I do want everyone, if you've made it this far, this is punishment for last week's gearbox. I just wanted all of you to know. <laughs> Hack right has you to spend too much time on a subject, eh? <laughs> you know, for the you people, all see for the people that watch Quincy with us every week. Yes. This is gold. Yeah, this is a this is a tribute to the Clug Maniacs. Yeah, this is what happens when you know we, travel happens. You know, let's go let's go to one of these blogs, shall we? See what he's been writing about. So these are his blogs. No, so <laughs> these are blogs about him. Uh, no, someone posted on um, on Foder's travel that we're going to Stonehenge, right? Right, and I thought it was I thought it was uh, his blog at first, but he's just responding to people in these. Oh, he's a blog commenter too. Yep. So someone said, "I'm going to Stonehenge." What a psychopath! Asking for any information and like shit like that, right? So naturally, fucking Plankton Rules was there. Yeah, I also agree. Stonehenge is not worth the price, though. If you buy a British Heritage Pass, it costs no extra. One response recommends stopping by the side of the road, then going to Salisbury to see the cathedral, which has a copy of the Magna Carta and the oldest clock in the world. And I agree, this is your best bet. If you go to Salisbury, you could eat the Haunch Venetian. It's a pub. Uh, which is a short walk away. The place is about 500 years old, and the floors bow and sag and meander due to settling. The food is good, though. A little expensive, but you can see the mummified hand in a cubby. <laughs> what? I'm not kidding about this. What is he talking about? I don't know. There's a mummified hand in a cubby there. Do we know how many reviews he has on this website? Uh, no. Uh, hmm. uh, actually, I can tell you. Um, I can count. It's not that many. One. Uh, Single digits? Uh, 22. I, okay. All right. So add that to the pile, though. Add it to the pile. The pile is added think, think of the amount of minutes. Let's say these all take five minutes. Ooh, that's a little more good math to do. You have that 29,000 number again? 
29,330. Oh, let me refresh and see how up to date this stays. <laughs> Good point. Let's see. Uh, it's 30,000 now. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. Holy shit. <laughs> he put in 700 today. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Um, it's still the same. So let's do a little math. Do that number times five. 29,000? Yeah. Let's say they, they each take five minutes. Uh, oh, okay. I got what you're saying. Uh, yeah. 29,330 times five. Because I bet some take more. I bet the average is probably five minutes for each review. 146,650. I'm going to divide that by now, 60. Div- divide that by 60, please. Thank you. Uh, that is uh, 22,450 hours, roughly. Okay. And how many days is that? Uh, let me see. You got to divide that by 24 now. Math yep. whiz. Divided by 24 equals. That's a <laughs> that's a hundred and one days. <laughs> so it, it, roughly, we're estimating. Let's say he spent five minutes on each review, just for IMDb. Yep, he spent a hundred and one days at his keyboard. <laughs> and judging by some of these, they took more than five. Oh, def- definitely. I think five is a pretty fair average. Yeah, that's being. It's probably more than one hundred one days. That is, that's a true level of nuts. We thought he was just a big Quincy fan, but he's a psychopath. Um, I think what else is there that we should hit for plank rules? I think this is the best way to end it. Okay, please. Uh, it's from uh, a thing called the pixel project and it's okay. a 30 for 30 father's day campaign. 30 for 30, meaning like the ESPN. That's, that's kind of what's going on. Our it's seventh, our seventh 30 for 30 in 2018. Uh, for is a dad. I'm not going to say his real name. You guys probably yeah, yeah, figure it out. Right. Is Plankton Rules from the USA? Okay. The dad bio. I'm a 53 year old stay at home father of two terrific daughters. This is a public uh thing, actually. So I guess it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter, but why? You know, yeah, why bother? yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll f- figure it out. We already, yeah, whatever. Uh, my career goal years ago was to become a psychologist. <laughs> that makes sense. A psychologist and help others. And so I worked okay. in the mental health field for many years. However, over time, I realized that my own family needed me. Me home. <laughs> I mean, needed me they home. Needed even me more. watching the natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and giving my thoughts on it. <laughs> As our daughters have. Uh, I'm not going to read that. Um. Make sure things done. Do I miss my old career? Nope, not in the least. I am very proud of my family. I'm good for him. Um, what is the best thing about being a dad? For me, it's seeing where my daughters are now. Probably watching all the movies I watch. <laughs> now they've become adults. Uh, I can not only love and respect them. That has to be a typo. You said this was the best way to end this? What was a 30 for 30? I thought it was going to be. Is there a video? No. How is it a 30 for 30 then? <laughs> Fucking no. That's why I clicked it. <laughs> 30 for 30 article. <laughs> and it's only three questions. They've just, they've just ripped off. They've not only ripped off ESPN, but they don't use the format that ESPN does. Oh, you know what? This I thought this actually touched on his reviewing. It doesn't. It's just asking him about being a dad. 
Oh, we don't need to hear about it. We don't need to yeah, shit on yeah, his kids for yeah, God's sake. Yeah, no, no. They're talking about my kids? Yeah. <laughs> like the rules is coming after us? Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. My, my fault, Planky. You did it. I know. I, I know. Planky. I thought it was... I'm just, there's literally so much... Craig's like, hey, guys, I don't like that we're doing this. <laughs> he said 30 seconds ago, here's the best way to end the show. I thought it was 30 for 30 on like the skills he had. I fucking... I'm getting all confused. I thought it was on him reviewing like like mm. can you believe this legend that is plankton yeah, you know what here's a better way to end i guess let's go back to travelocity <laughs> trip advisor and the trip advisor i keep saying travelocity yep uh and see if we can find a one star review all right let me scroll i'm sure he seems like a cunt well, a lot of fours and fives here good for him um show more <laughs> i do respect that that he's leaving five star reviews at least, you know. Yeah, I want I want to find like a one star review of something stupid, not like a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Texas nine eleven memorial one star. <laughs> you gave Texas Roadhouse a two out of five. This guy's never. Oh, let's hear that. How do you how do you how do you not like Texas Roadhouse? Come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What a fucking asshole. It's not even about the food he gave him a two out of five. It's because it's loud in there. It was my birthday, and they made me get on the set. They made me get on the horsey. <laughs> <laughs> two out of five. This is... this there is. Were, there were peanuts all over the floor. Yeah. Um, Amazing food. Amazingly loud restaurant. So what? That's the title. That's a two out of five? Amazing food? Yeah. It's literally, he prick. literally, yeah, exactly. He gave it two out of five because it's loud in there. You should fucking know that before you go there. That's not the restaurant's yeah. fault. Um, how can I only give this a score of two and yet I love their food? It is possible and the food is great. And is, the place. Guys, you thought it was, it was impossible. Well, I'm doing the impossible. I'm doing the impossible here. <laughs> As uh, the food is great and the place is also the loudest restaurant I've been to in many years. This is Oz since the Bradenton area is full of retirees who hate loud music and dancing by the staff, but it is usually crowded. My advice is to go at lunch where it is quieter. As for me, I have been, I've been there to dinner and the last time as uh, my hearing is going and this restaurant only makes it happen faster. They need to oh. stop trying to make it a, a fun happening place and just let the excellent food speak for itself. If you can't hear anyways, Plank, then what's the difference, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think he's trying not to not to be get the final death blow to his hearing. It's like me being the st saying the staff is too ugly. It's like, well, <laughs> like, how does it affect you? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, I don't care about what you say on that. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. I I like the Plankton rules goes online and his reviews are like, hey, this business is too successful. Okay. I'd like it more if there were less customers. All right. I don't know what this is, but I'm, I I glanced at it. I'm reading this one. This this can be okay. the last that's, one. That's pretty much been this whole segment. <laughs> Craig's saying, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to read it. Well, I, I mean, I, don't, I didn't read all his TripAdvisor reviews. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> this is uh, his review of Walt Disney World Swan. Okay. The Swan. Uh, he gives it a two out of five. If the other Epcot resorts are nearly comparable in price, avoid the Swan and Dolphin. Disney considers the Swan and Dolphin to be among their... Avoid them. Run! He look, look at this first sentence. This fucker's wondering why, why it's expensive. Disney considers the Swan and Dolphin to be among their best hotels. Oh. 
Why is okay. it so expensive? <laughs> yeah, because they want to keep the riffraff out. They want. They don't want it to be uh, Applebee's in Times Square. You oh, know? oh, but here's the problem. Though I think they are considerably inferior to all other Epcot resorts. Oh, okay. uh, all right. So it's you know the touch of uh, the touch of fucking Planky just killing it. Yeah. Well, so, listen. If you guys didn't enjoy this or understand it, but you made it this far, I just want to say a little lesson for Gearbox. They think the show stinks that badly. <laughs> it could get worse, my friends. Okay. Um, I'm starting to actually agree with him here. What? Also, the Swan does something despicable that many hotels, mostly the more expensive ones, do, and that's lock Go the ahead. thermostat at 72 degrees. That's crazy. Yeah, that, okay, I, I understand his anger now. You know what, Plank didn't have at it. I'm sorry. I take it all back. You make some good points. You make some good points, but you can't go at the what they consider their best hotels and be like, you believe it's fucking expensive? <laughs> you believe that shit? Yes. Well, listen, um, next week, if you didn't like that, guys, next week, it'll be just Craig hosting, <laughs> and he'll be reading Airbnb reviews. That's right. So, That's right. I should start. So, I should start reviewing everything I do, like plankton. Watch your fucking behavior, gearbox. <laughs> Careful what you say about me. <laughs> I will run this thing into the ground. Do you understand? Hackride's here somehow. <laughs> I'm not joking. I just. Oh no, he's supposed to be. No. Oh, is he? All right, here he is. Hello. This is some dude Hackride today. Some dude hackred. <laughs> I kind of. What are you talking watch. about? Was, what are you trying to make your show shitty? So gearbox is shitty. Oh no! I yes. didn't plan for that. I'll shut the. I will shut the whole fucking thing down. Well, the thing is, you're gonna have to do that on the show with Carl, and you're gonna have to do that on Why Are You Laughing. You're gonna have to shut it down everywhere because I'm following you everywhere. All right, I suppose. Uh, mm. So we jumped the gun a little on you getting demonetized, huh? Well, no, I'm still demonetized. No money coming in, but the reasons I, why, yes. I didn't get demonetized, <laughs> but yeah. But I was out there. I had this guy's back so hard. I'm out. I'm tagging Elon oh. Musk. I'm like, it's wrong. What's happening to him? That's what she said. And then I get a message so yesterday. He's like, "Hey, uh, just so you know, we were playing <laughs> a lot of licensed music." Yes, no, no. But <laughs> it was uh, entirely our fault. Uh, well, that is called taking personal responsibility. Yeah, it's something that people shouldn't in this podcast world should look into. Uh, we didn't break any copyright rules. We didn't get any copyright strikes. No, this is a whole new segment of YouTube. Like, it's called you're stealing our business model. Stop it. We have YouTube music. Don't do that. And so we learned that you don't steal from YouTube. Hey, okay. <laughs> it makes sense. That, that, it at least comforted me to know they weren't being complete assholes about it. But it is weird. The response you got was weird. Yes, they, they were the, like, hey, sorry, we looked into it, and that's just what's happening. That's yes, it. Uh, the far-fetched. Why would you call your decision far-fetched? Do you know what that means? <laughs> I don't think they knew what that means. And they cared about my heart. They said, your, your interest in YouTube's heart. I, I don't believe that my interests are in the heart of a behemoth corporation, but it was a little condescending. But I think where they miss the mark is just communication because they're right on the facts. Uh, other than if this were to go to court, I'd win. But that's not the point. The point right. is, it's a partnership. Like, I'm supposed to do good for my partner, and they do good for me. They create a platform where I can get, well, 70% of the money that people send me. Amazing. You know, yeah. and so I'm for that, I'm supposed to not steal their music. Sorry. My bad. 
So what are you doing to uh, supplement this income? Are there new ways people can support Hack Ride Studios now? Oh, yes. I played a lecture out on the sidewalk last night. Uh, she is an earner. Those tits. Oh, my God. Great. <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Put she's, those titties out of the she's, she's, she's a French fry, dude. You keep referring to her tits. <laughs> We're unaware. <laughs> we, so, we, so, we can imagine, I suppose. Yes, so whoring out the staff is, is step one. <laughs> and step two, we started a Patreon. And, you know, a real business. Because I was just like, why doesn't Mike pay attention to YouTube like he does his Patreon? And then I realized, YouTube is social media. Patreon is a business. Oh, why did yeah, it take pay, you this Patreon's long to Patreon's actually been out? way better for me. Like, yeah. I when I started, there was a lot of, like, oh, you never know if your shit's going to get taken down. We've never had anything taken down. YouTube's given us way more trouble with that stuff. Right. Yeah, so because uh, Patreon doesn't have an algorithm going in there looking for stuff. It has to right. be like specifically claimed by the artist. That never happens. Who's doing that? But right. so we're moving our stuff to Patreon and we already have one subscriber. So yay, look at us. Right. We're doing it. Yeah, you did it. They, what's the easiest way to find your Patreon? It is Hackride Studios. Uh, the easiest way is to go to hackridethedemon.com. And that is my link tree. And that has all the links to everything and a donation button at the a donate button at the top, which you should do too, Mike. There's a donate button now in Linktree. You should you should put that up there. Oh, I didn't realize that. Get on that, Craig. I'm I'll get on. I'm also uh, very excited that I can actually adjust Hackride's volumes. Now he's the same level as us, which is nice. Oh, good. Yes, I, I, this is somber Hackride. I, I'm the same. I, I, say I like I'm somber not... Hackride. I don't like you to be in that position, but it's easy. It's <laughs> more palatable. What position would you like me to be in, Mike? Hey, oh. <laughs> He's trying to come hey, back. Hey, hey, oh. He just half-heartedly. <laughs> Speaking of sexual positions, how come I found out about your weekend trip on who are these socials? Why didn't you tell me we never talk anymore? <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I thought, I thought we've me I've mentioned it enough. I left enough breadcrumbs. Yeah, did you guys have any rational conversations this past week? Or was there any uh, uh, over-the-top, uh, I'm out? Or anything like that? No, I was, I was pretty calm, actually, about it. I did say I was a little sad about it. There was a Hackride did resign for a minute. Mm -hmm. I did not. It was nothing against me, but he's like, you're probably not going to see this old demon anymore. <laughs> you go through the cycle. I went through all the cycles, got to acceptance, got to my fall, got to my bad. Here we are. Right, so it is. <laughs> Sorry, YouTube. I'm a good partner. I admitted it, you know, and then I said uh, the words, the C word in the, I said a lot of words last night that I'm not supposed to say because I'm demonetized now. It's fun. I was like, well, tried it out. That yeah. is nice. We'll go support the Hackride. Yes. I know we, we make we make jokes and I see uh, comments that are pro and anti hack ride. But like, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, if you're against people like Seth Simons, then uh, go support hack ride because the man was censored, for God's sake. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. I am like abortion. People need it, love it and hate it. But it's going to be around forever. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. Sorry about that. Also, uh, who died? Should I have worn black today or is this just a fat person thing? I always wear Why, black. What do you mean? Oh, because, uh, yeah, I, I often wear Craig's going to go rob a bank after these fully in black right now. He's kind of freaking me out. I have, like, 20 of the same shirt. <laughs> I just get Hanes black t-shirts, and that's all I wear. Yeah, I'm a black. I'm, I'm, I can't fault him on that. I'm the same way. Uh, I've seen you in the KMS, Joe. Uh, it's good, good, good on you. <laughs> I've heard you mention that a lot. <laughs> I don't watch that show. It's just someone sent me that joke, and I use it. <laughs> did you know that show doesn't even come up on my TV? You blocked me somehow. How did you do that? I made sure. I told you. <laughs> he Church and that. state. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. <laughs> All right. Please, have, anything have else, buddy? No, just have a great time this weekend. Kick ass, man. Congratulations. Also, uh -huh. did you watch 
Gearbox. Yes, oh. every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like yes, that he has control of this. Tread, tread lightly. <laughs> I just pressed it once. Hey, this was a good show. It was like twice as viewed more than Puzzle Box. You don't think I saw those numbers. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this again. But our weakness, our guest this week is Christian Blatt. And he, he seems to like you more than Carl. So I think we'll be okay. I he hope seems- so. Yeah. Christian, tell Christian to be on his best behavior. Because that will burn this thing to the ground. I thought me and Christian were buddies. And now he's just like, I'm going at Craig. <laughs> now I know how you, you fell with Carl. Uh, that, that's totally fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. acceptable. It's, it's going to be a Craig-centered gearbox this Sunday. Join us. Good. Yay. Yeah, go, go, go make sure you watch that. <laughs> Thanks for having uh, me on, Ben, Mike. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, I will be in Austin this weekend. I'll check out uh, the Mothership and uh, Brian Redman's club, the Sunset Strip. So uh, maybe I'll have reviews on those places. But uh, yeah. Oh, and I should throw this out there as well. Uh, the the audio quality on Why Are You Laughing This Week? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Much like the Plankton Rules segment, we know. <laughs> we know. No. We're aware. No, did, you don't have to let me know. <laughs> did you have a different producer? Because Craig is amazing at audio. So uh, I don't think it was the producer's fault, actually. <laughs> nope. No. So a guest may have been shaking his ice into the microphone constantly. So uh, these, keep an eye out for these that. These people with their bad audio. Yeah. He has a podcast uh, and he did the whole thing with AirPods. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Blind Mike, one quick question. How do you yes. feel about the world uh, taking on Joe Matarese? They took your guy. Everyone's doing it now. I, Everyone's I, doing like, it. Kidding aside, I think that's good. I, I took it from fucking Red Bar. I think it's funny. Yeah, plus, yeah, me too. I, I, have, I have this lady called Wawa, the Venice healer, and I want people yeah. to follow her. I just keep putting her on, and, 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 and it's amazing uh, when you can that. spread that sort of crazy out. That's also, actually been my, th- my thing the whole time has been like, you don't criticize uh, Stephen A. Smith for talking about the Giants because WFAN also does it. But you also, I mean? like, from, ta- yes. from, from time to time, we will talk about a guy named Stuttering John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, who, who the fuck would I be to be like, hey, you're not a- Stop it! That's that's mine! <laughs> Who's that? I've never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a, I'll show you. He's an underground uh, sort of mm. figure. But Sounds like a great father. Certainly let's, hope, let's hope that Andrea has a bounce back week. <laughs> Hey, she she oh, was in, yeah. oh, she she was uh very uh good at doing your who are these uh, she's good at all the chats I, we had a talk. she knows not to delete anything right correct uh, no okay. she doesn't delete right. anything she doesn't block she all she is is an additive okay good 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 all right keep an eye on that for me folks I a hundred percent will okay um yeah let's uh let's get the fuck out of here huh sounds Thanks good for sticking around I guess. Oh, and uh, go to blindmike.net, go to hackridethedemon.com, and uh, verygoodshow.org. Support the boys, will you? Support them. Support everybody. Thank you, sir. If you may, I, I got to be honest, if you made it to the end of this episode, you already support the boys, and we appreciate that. <laughs> or you have been tortured for three hours. <laughs> Bye-bye. And we have a mean transition. Sappers clear the way, everyone all the way. Now, this is very interesting. To, now, really, ladies, if you listen in, and men. And everybody in between. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope you hear from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? I wrote it. One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me a Mike Vrabel story. Whatever, dude. I keep it cool at the gym. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. All right.
My belly hurts. My dad was in the military. What's that, sir? Can you please kindly F off, please? If a person is on a bridge threatening to jump, how do we know that he wants help? Anyway, God bless America. <laughs>